Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink, on this, our 12-year anniversary. I cannot tell you how flipping excited I am about this. It is going to be a great show tonight. I know we've got some uh, good surprises coming up for you on the show, but I'm just tickled, you guys. I, I have to say this. I had no clue ever in when I started this show that we would still be on the on the air 12 years later doing this every Thursday together. And, um, you know, I can't even tell you what it's meant to me and my life and and the things that I have been gifted with through this show, um, through friendships and, and inspiration and just the pure joy of being able to share poetry with you guys and listen to you share your poetry. Um, it has just been an incredible gift, and I am so proud to have been a part of all of this with you. Twelve years. It's incredible. And, you know, you guys have a lot to be proud of. This is, a, you know, I, I sit here and have fun with you, and I answer the phones and such, and I say this all the time, but you guys are the ones that built this community. And I've said this, I couldn't, if I had a nickel for every time I said this, I swear we would all be, you know, in the Bahamas doing this live for a live show. Um, but I've always said that if the world took its inspiration from the speakeasy poets, and I've said this to so many different people in my life, that the world would be a much different place because the community that you have built is so all-encompassing. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter what your education is. It doesn't matter how long you've been writing poetry. It doesn't matter what style of poetry you write. It doesn't matter what you write about. Everybody here is so supportive and, in, and, and inspires each other and supports each other. And just, it's, it's I've, I've never seen something so unsegregated. You know, there's no elitism here. There's no judgment here. It's just this place, like this gathering of bards, where we all come together and throw our words out in the air and we all appreciate each other, appreciate each other for what we are and what we do. And it, it means so much to me. You know, watching this getting built over the last 12 years, watching you guys put this together, it's not something I could defend. You know, this, uh, this is, and I mean this sincerely, this is something that you guys have done. You guys have built this place where everybody is safe to share, to open up, to give. And so tonight really is a celebration of you. It is a celebration of those of you who have been here since the beginning. And I know we're going to be hearing uh, from some of you that have been reading on the show for 12 years with us now, you know, down to the ones who who just called in for the first time next week or last week, next week, yeah, the ones, even the ones that call in for the first time next week. <laughs> um, you know, just what a part of this community that you are and how you should really be proud of yourselves. And I totally forgot what I was talking about, but I'm going to try to really fake it and keep going here. That's what this is called. <laughs> 
um, just how proud of yourselves that you should be for making this community. Um, it, it could have gone in a whole different way. And so for me to be able to sit back and watch this and watch you guys create this this little haven, this little cafe, a virtual cafe where you come in and you drink coffee or have a beer, where you listen, where you – it's just oh, – it's amazing. I can't tell you how proud I am to be a part of this. Okay, I'm done yammering. But so, okay, happy anniversary, poets. Twelve years. We're just a teenager, though. We're just entering puberty, so, you know. <laughs> um, I, I, what, what? This is, there we go. Live 
or a combination of any of that in any order. So if you wanted to pre-record something on your computer and send it to me in an MP3 file, that would be awesome. If you want to do part of the show pre-recorded where we play a track and then come on live, we can do that. Or if you want to do the entire thing live because you need audience participation, we can do that as well. Alrighty. The subject matter, you do not have to be a professional talk show host, provider, workshop, thing, whatever type person to do any of this. It's just to hang out and have fun, spend a little bit more intimate time together talking about something we are all passionate about, and that is our craft. All right, so you can do one on a certain era of poetry, your favorite poet, your favorite poem. You can do a workshop like we did just a while back where you walk step, walk someone step-by-step step through the entire process and have a finished poem at the end where it's an actual workshop format. Um, whatever it is you want to put together, look at a specific style, form of poetry, like a haiku or a sonnet. Um, it can be whatever you want to do that on. Actually, we had one on sonnets. Okay. Anyway, so, yeah. <laughs> Send those to me over on Facebook, Nyla.Alicia. You can find me, and we can get something set up. Next thing, I want to make sure, especially tonight, you know, if you if you think about this, um, and I'm really hoping that one sapient calls in, if somebody's on their computer, can someone shoot a special message over to one sapien? James, and uh, ask him to not forget that it is the show tonight, because I'd really love to have him on and part of this, because he is such an important part of our family. Um, But I want to take a moment and thank our sponsors that we've had over the years. Uh, I just really appreciate you guys. The, The show, we have a licensing fee every single year, and for a long time, I covered that, and then out of the blue one year, when Sapien stepped up to the uh the plate and said I'd like to help you with that and every year since then uh, James has helped sponsor the show and I just want to let him know how much we appreciate him for that how much it means to us um, to that that he you know thinks enough of us to actually reach in his pocket and help support us like that um, Roy Murdoch Roy here for the beer you guys know him under that name in the chat room um, you know, has helped for years, and just really, really appreciate his support. Star Severon came up this year and uh, spot, helped sponsor the show as well. And so I just want to send a special thank you to you guys. It really, I don't, you know, it's it's a quiet thing that you did. It would have been quieter still if I wasn't didn't have a mouth and talked about it. You know, nobody would even know that you guys did this, but I want them to know. I want them to know that um, so that, you know, maybe when they see you, they can you know, let, let you know as well how cool it is that you guys did this for us and help us with this and help keep us on the air for 12 flipping years. I'm so excited, you guys. I can't even tell you. I'm wiggling. I swear to God, I'm dancing on my desk like Snoopy. I have been all day waiting to uh, waiting for the show to start. All right, so thank you to our sponsors for our helping us with our licensing fee. Every show... For almost two years now, at the beginning of the show, we have been giving out homework, and, or not homework, writing exercises and writing prompts. All right. So I'm going to give you your writing prompt, and both of them are inspired by today, of course. All right. They're both based on an anniversary. Surprise, surprise. So the prompt, they're, they're both going to be kind of fun. This, the exercise is going to be fun if you're nerdy like I am. 
Um, but the prompt is, I think you'll have fun with the prompt. The title prompt, now prompt is different than an exercise in that it is designed to specifically plant a seed, trigger a thought, and help you produce a poem. So you take this and you can use it as a line in your poem. You can use it as a title of your poem. You can use it as a general concept of, oh, this made me think about this and I wrote this poem and this is why. And uh, so it can have any element in the inspiration of a poem. It's a seed to be planted. So the prompt for this week is on the anniversary of my blank. On the anniversary of my blank. So think about significant moments in your life that really had a, tra- a, a turning point. Um, you know, and, and it could be, you know, uh, you're f- stopping drinking and joining AA, the anniversary, how long ago you did that. It could be the anniversary of losing your virginity. It could be the anniversary of, I don't know, something insignificant. This on the an- or on the anniversary of my pencil breaking. I remember that time I was writing a letter and my pencil broke. And why should, you know, so it can be something fun or it can be something silly. It can be whatever direction you want to take it, okay? It's just a seed planted. Now, the exercise, on the other hand, is going to be a lot more fun. And, again, it's it's prompted on a on anniversary. So the exercise for this week is called on this the an- the anniversary of an unconsequential meeting between blank and blank. Now, I want this to be a free write, and if you end up writing a poem out of it, that's great. If it ends up being a prose poem, that's great. If it ends up being a story form, if it ends up being nothing but just a messy free write, you know, all kinds of random things, that's great. Exercises are meant to get you, get you dirty, all right? You're supposed to sweat a little. You're supposed to push yourself. You're supposed to push ideas, push your pen. Think in ways that you normally wouldn't think. Look in a direction of a topic that you normally might not look. All right? So just have fun with this. And if it ends up creating something that you can use later, awesome. If not, it's it's just a tool to learn with. And it's a lot of fun. So, But the reason this is fun is because if you think about it, on this, the anniversary of an unconsequential meeting between blank and blank. So think about... You know, the unconsequential marriage between Joe and Betty. You know, somebody, and it could, Joe could be your dad, and Betty could have been the, the lady he would have married, or your mom and someone she met who she may have married instead of your dad. And then you wouldn't even be here writing the poem, but, hey, that's for you to figure out in your whole, you know, writing writing thing. <laughs> I just give the, give the exercises. You guys get to get messy with them. Um, it could be... You know, the the history part of it, which, you know, really intrigues the nerd part of me, is, you know, the uh, someone in, in uh, the history, someone in history walking through a door and sitting at a table and eating dinner next to some other figure in history where if they had have met, if they'd have turned around and started a conversation, the history of the world could be completely different. But because they sat there back to back, so close, but never met, history went a completely different way. So it would cause you to do a little bit of research on both of the people. You know, what, was there a time they were both in Paris? It depends on how much detail can be totally made up. Or, you know, 
it, it could be like the, the unconsequential meeting between Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. I don't care. You do it with whatever you want it on. But if you want to take it into some fun detail, then you really have to, you know, you can make it a, a real-life thing on something history, world-changing, uh, culture-changing, whatever, and do your history on the, on two people. You know, were they ever in the same place at the same time where they would have met? Um or would they have had to have gone through a time machine? Ah, there, there's a completely different twist. So that's your exercise for this week, just a free write. And then when your free write's done, you can do whatever you want with it. But the, the title for your free write or for your exercise is, On This, the Anniversary of an Unconsequential Meeting Between Blank and Blank. All right? So that's your exercise. Now, we are ready to start here in just a moment. So I want to give the number out again real quick before... We get going. Oh, no, wait, wait. Before that, I have to play a track. I have to play a track. See, you guys, I had surgery last week, and then I'm I'm trying to get all this done. I just had a doctor's appointment, and so I'm, like, doing all this with one hand, and it's just it's just crazy. So you're going to have to love me tonight and bear with me, okay, because this, <laughs> this is going to be a little hectic. So I want to play an audio track. We always start and end every episode with an audio track, all right? So if you are a recording artist and you would like to have your piece played on the air, you can send those to me through my email address, which is the word the is in the email, the, T-H-E, the is in there, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Make sure you put MP3, audio files, something like that in the subject line for me so that I see it there. We can get uploaded to the show and play it for the world. Okay? It would be awesome. Would love to be able to do that. So the track that I picked out is a track by Apollo Poetry, a really good friend of mine and someone that I just, I really admire. This guy has done some really amazing things in his life. And has been a part of our show, has hosted with me a little bit, uh, has been on as a guest, came out and headlined for us at our first live Speakeasy Cafe open mic poetry show performance. He was our headliner, and it was pretty awesome because he was doing his world, or not world tour, his his uh nationwide tour <laughs> there i go nationwide tour and so we we found out that where his schedules were and we scheduled it so that we got him right between two of his major engagements so he would have been coming through town here and i get this phone call and it's like i'm, I'm on my way i'm on my way it's the day of the show and he's still not here yet and i'm starting to panic i'm at the venue and I've got no headliner, and it's been highly publicized. <laughs> and you'd, you'd have to know who Apollo Poetry is, really. If you don't, you just need to look him up because he's amazing. But, you know, so you'll understand why I was freaking out. You know, I mean, this is a pretty big deal being able to get him, get him booked into a show. And uh, so I get this phone call, and he said, my van, my van's broke down. We've got the tow truck coming. I still think I'll get there on time. And I'm sitting there juggling things around, trying to figure out how I'm going to redo the lineup, how I'm going to get everything to work, how I'm going to, you know, can we just have him come on at a different time when he got there and all this stuff. The next thing I know, in the back of the, um, in the, back of the venue, a tow truck pulls up with his van and unloads it and he is there literally within like three minutes of the time he needed to be on stage 
it, it was awesome. So, and it's been a, just an absolute joy um, the whole trip. He is somebody that I met through this show. He was actually one of our very first guests on the show. And I had no clue, you know, like me and my little, you know, being all naive and stuff and just, oh, this guy does spoken word. I had no clue who he was when I emailed him and said, hi, you want to come on my brand new show that you've never heard of me? And he said yes. And then later on I was very humbled by that yes and very blessed by him and his friendship ever since. So I wanted to play a piece by his, and you can understand why I'm so enamored with his work. It's pretty powerful. And uh, so, yeah, you'll get it. Anyway, this is Apollo Poetry, and it's not pulling up for me. There we go. All right, so the one that I'm going to play is by Apollo Poetry, and it's called Rusty. I love this piece, and here we go. After they saw him approach a female, they nicknamed him Rusty. See, in high school, he was nothing more than a walking piñata. He would graduate with honors, but he never fought for his own honor. Some would blame it on the absence of his father. Others would say it was his mother's legs, because just like Rusty's mind, they were always open. You would think that someone like that would have no love left. There was no love felt just yet. But then the day came as if it was prophesied. I could have sworn that his eyes were a cigarette butt, the way that they lit up. Her real name was Fran, but he nicknamed her Fry. Because just like the food, she was fast and he knew it wasn't good for him. But good old Rusty fell in love with Fry, but how could he stop the music while she's dancing with another guy? So they became just friends. F-R-I-E-N-D-S. His love for Fry ends. Friends. But if only he knew. That if only she knew. That for all those 365 day sessions of broken promises, he really loved her. Rusty spent years as a prisoner of half-painted walls. Writing poetry, hoping that it will guide him to that moment that he's been waiting for. But that moment... Turned into a day, turned into a year, turned into a lifetime. by her, handed to him at her funeral. 
then he looked at me and said, so if you love someone, you tell them now, because the end of your life can be now, so why are you still around, go and change the world, because I never could, I just stood in front of the hourglass, watching the sand pour, covering my history, because I miss her so much, with a tear rolling down his eye, he said, just one touch, if only I had loved her, I could have saved her life, I could have saved her life, and then I grabbed his hand and he started trembling in fear, getting flashbacks of when he was my age and he had his whole life ahead of him. But what was ahead of him is now behind him. What he ran away from is now inside him. And together they're slowly dying. He said that his life was just a waste of life because he never saved a life. He wished he could have made it right. I told him what happened to her wasn't your fault. Being afraid is not a crime. And don't ever say you never saved a life because after today, you just saved mine. After that conversation, seven days passed, and then so did he, and they were back together at last. So now when I love, I love with no fear. Now when I cry, I enjoy every tear, because if you don't, then why are you even here? Go and change the world, because I never could. Go and change the world, because I That was Apollo Poetry with Rusty. Absolutely amazing piece. I love that. All right. And once again, you want to send your tracks into play, you can send those to thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. All right? Perfect. Now, before we get started, once again, I'm going to give you the number. We have full phone lines tonight. That's amazing. It's going to be incredible, you guys. I'm very excited about this. The number to call in is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. All righty? So, what you can expect tonight, I do take callers in the order that you call in, such as 540 is our first caller tonight, so listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on the air, please make sure you introduce yourself. I cannot tell you how important that is. It is so important for people to know who is reading. It is very important for you to have your name attached to your work, and if you don't tell them, I get bombarded with texts saying who's reading, who's reading, who's reading, and then I'm trying to keep up with that at the same time as listening to your piece. So it's it's really important for you to tell people who you are. Introduce yourself, even though you know that I know. Okay, so that's introduce yourself. And did I mention introduce yourself? Okay, cool. Anyway, you can do one poem. We are doing because the phone lines are so full. There's uh, We're not going to be doing two reads tonight. We're going to be doing one poem. Uh, if the phone lines clear up a little bit, then we can may change that a little bit later on, but right now we're pretty packed. So we are doing one poem. Keep it right around the five-minute mark. Be courteous of the people waiting in line behind you. And then when you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. That's real important so that you start building your network. You start, uh, people can start reading you, your work, get to know you, all your all that good stuff. So give out your URL. And then the next thing to remember is that we have a mature rating on this show. So you are bound to hear just about anything, and you probably will, all right? But 
The exception is hardcore erotica, adult porn poetry. No bumping potty, body parts. No tab A into slot B. Other than that, you're good to go. Okay, leave a little bit of cereal in there. Um, so mature rating, not adult rating. I, don't, I know I really don't need to explain that anymore. We have, as I said, our first caller is going to be from area code 540. I'm going to go ahead and give the first, like, three Four callers, so you have an idea of where you are in the lineup. So we're going to have five four zero first, nine one zero nine eight nine, and two one six. Those are our first four callers for the evening. So let's go ahead and get five four zero on the air. Five four zero, are you with me? I sure am. This is Philip Church down in Virginia. <laughs> Happy anniversary! Congratulations on being the first caller tonight. <laughs> well, happy anniversary to to you and, and to the Speakeasy Cafe. I decided that my gift would be showing back up here after you haven't heard from me in so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the best gift in the world is a gift of you. Well, it's actually uh, it's kind of my gift, too, because, uh, you know, as uh, some people know I'm in the final stages of some pulmonary diseases, and uh, uh, I've been fighting the last uh, oh six weeks or so with pneumonia, and thought I might even <laughs> was going to check out a you know a check out the, this old world a couple of times, but I'm still here, and um, I may sound a little different. But uh, also, I got to tell you, today is my, I got five grandkids. And uh, one of my granddaughters, Emma, today is her 11th birthday. And Emma, uh, I uh, I had her, she wrote a poem for me. <laughs> and I had it published in our anthology for the Outlaw Poetry Group. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I would like to read that. It's a real quick one, and then I got a, a poem I'd like to read. One of mine, and I'll. I'm not going to be able to stay on too long. Is she around there? Is she around there today? Oh no, she lives uh, hundreds of miles away from me. I, bless her why heart, we, I haven't seen her in Why don't we call her? Why don't we call her oh, right now and see if we can get her to read it to you? Oh, I wouldn't. I can't. I wouldn't know how to do it. Like I said, she she lives hundreds of miles away. But guess what? She will. She's on Facebook, so uh, I always record these things the next day for my dad, and I'm going to send it to her so she'll hear it and uh, hear me reading it. And then, uh, like I said, I got one of mine I'd like to read. It's kind of important to me, and I'm not able to talk very long, as you can probably hear. So uh, if I could do that, uh, and then I can give other folks a chance. Go ahead, sweetheart. It would. Okay. This is uh this was published in uh, Wearing Cahoots, the uh, Outlaw Poets Anthology, and uh, it's this is uh, she was ten at the time. Her name is Emma, and this is what she wrote me. Roses are red, violets are blue. Monkeys like you belong in a zoo, but don't be afraid. I'll be there too, not in the cage, but laughing at you. I'm only joking. Just wanted to say hello. So enjoy this poem that I made up for you. Hope it makes you smile and helps you enjoy your day, too. 
<laughs> and that's from Emma. <laughs> Emma, that was adorable. That was the cutest thing. <laughs> and, you know, it, it fits right in. That doesn't surprise me at all because, you know, you're such an amazing guy. And, you know, I'm thinking, oh, it's a, a sweet sweet poem a little 10 year old girl wrote little emma wrote for her grandpa and it's going to be so, and it was just a tongue-in-cheek the entire time it was fun it was sassy it was playful and it really speaks a lot for the relationship you have with her and being the person you are that doesn't surprise me at all great job emma well, well thank you so much and um uh, uh, oh like i said this what I did was, uh, she is, this is in the uh, Kit and Ken portion of the uh, the anthology, which is still available, by the way, on Amazon. Uh, and also in that anthology, uh, there are some people who are rather famous uh, that participated in it, and uh, some very well-known uh, poets and whatnot. So uh, she's right in there with, with all of them, and... Last I heard, that's what she's wanting to be when she grows up as a poet. <laughs> yes. So, but uh, this is one of mine. And uh, then, like I said, I'm going to have to uh, go. i got to get back on my oxygen. So this okay. is called uh, My Wish. Sometimes I wish I could write a poem that makes the world a little better. One that would heal and comfort with every verse, with each word and letter. Just a stanza or two, which would teach delight or help take the pain away. With some cleverly metered lines of rhyme, just to brighten another's day. Maybe a piece to help a sad and frightened kid to have joy more fully. By letting them know they're not alone. You know, we've all had to face a bully. Perhaps I'd pin some verses for those grieving over one that's passed on. Tell them it's okay to hurt. But even the darkest night ends with the dawn. I could write on how when one is faced with hard times and goes without. And might find comfort by counting blessings and replacing faith for doubt. Possibly I could inscribe for one who's lost hope and wants it to end it all. To just give themselves one more day and find a caring friend to call. Yeah, I wish I could write such a poem to simply help others along life's way. Just a stanza or two which would teach delight or help take the pain away. In poem. And I think you very much did that, sir. Well, thank you very much. You all mean the world to me and Hopefully, I'll be back here next week. And until then, a happy anniversary to you and everyone else at the Speakeasy Cafe. Thank you, baby. Go ahead and tell people how to find you real quick, honey. I'm on Facebook, Philip Church, and uh, I'm still on Amazon, Philip Kent, K-E-N-T Church. Awesome. All right. Love you so much, sweetheart. Thank you for being here tonight. You mean the world to me. Ah. Love you. See, I'll be talking to you later. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 910. 910, you're on the air. Hey, Nala. Hey, how you doing, sweetheart? How do you follow that? (laughs) 
Well, you you stand on your own legs and you can stand anywhere, so that's how you do that. You want to introduce yourself to everyone, my dear? That is a rough ride. I know. You want me to come back to you in a minute? No, I'm good. So go ahead I and introduce yourself. I don't want to say for my brother, man. You know, it all gets good on the other side, man. Just... No, we're keeping him here with us. We're not letting him go anywhere, so. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, congratulations. Thank you, my dear. Thank you so much. That means the world to me. What a, what, what a trip into an anniversary or something like that. <laughs> I know. Just you know. A hell of a trip from the very beginning. You've been around for a long, long time with me. You know, you've been here since the beginning. Yeah, I don't normally cry, but that would shock me. You know, here we are talking about anniversary. It's the longevity of life, and this motherfucker's dying. He's, he's ah, fine. It, he man. he just he just got he he had a bout with pneumonia, but he's fine now. He's gonna be fine. So yeah, well, take a deep breath. It's cool. It's gonna be we great. We don't know that because I know that. We don't know I that know because that. we we are not. The ones that are designated to a point life and death. I know but at that. At any rate, you know what? It's all good. You know, I'm I'm through that. But that was just. Man, it was a great right. Yeah. Yeah, shocking. But you know what? We have been here for a long time, both of us. Mhm. Let me collect my thoughts. Get my mind together. Damn it. Dude, <laughs> you had to open up with something like that. You didn't even see that one coming, did you? It, it was a great ride. I, it didn't surprise me. That from him, no. Well, you know, one thing about life and death is they're equal. They both got it coming and going, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. Stop it. It's just what it is. And uh, you set me for it. And he calls your name, and you go. Glenn, Or Glenn. you don't. One of the two. Glenn, you know. introduce yourself to everyone, honey. Just is. Uh, I'm Glenn, still. Yes, <laughs> you are. All right, so, uh, so I'm going to get this over with, because I know you got a long night ahead of you. Um, damn, that shocked me. Fucking really shocked me. I, I didn't expect that. Didn't expect it at all. Damn it. Do you want me to come back to you, Glenn? 
When ice freezes bone, when warmth is chill, surrounded by cardboard and concrete. Stay strong. It'll all work out. The day is a mix. The night has got you again. Get used to it. Go to dreams. Transport yourself to the future. You're sleeping outside again. They call this homeless. But really, you got an address. You live on the streets, do better than your peers, don't want for anything, don't have headaches. When everyone deserts you, you push on, you pull the ropes, and to your favor, nothing like knowing it can't be defeated. It comes down to it, a stab wound, a shot fired, a duck and dodge. Catch a bullet or two, victim, been assailant, falls at your feet. Another notch in your belt of what you don't want to talk about. Because tables turn, there goes the expectancy of life and death, and you stand above everything that comes at you. Shed no tears, they will never come. Hold on, there it comes. False hope. Mm. A measured walk awaits a lone traveler on the way to a destination through a lion's den. Fire and brimstone can't slow you down from your chosen destiny. You're in love with life in a special way like no one else could ever imagine. It's all a matter of Dark Smoke. This is called Dark Smoke. And my name is Glenn Still. I love the part of that piece, Glenn, where you said, um, when everyone deserts you, you push on. Pull the ropes into your favor. There's nothing like knowing you can't be defeated. I think that that I think that that stands in that piece all on its own would stand strong enough as a short poem. Remember that time I called you from uh, from Asheville in a mm-hmm. freaking um uh, in a in a like a what do they call those things where you take a piss and shit construction worker thing right I said I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like in this like uh out outhouse thing, right? I was homeless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, been through it, done it. Probably go through it again a couple times. Uh, don't mind. I know, it's I know our path. Too. I mean, we walk We walk our path and we own our... I mean, all we can do is own it. The good, the bad, the ugly, and keep walking, and it's awesome, and I love that piece, Glenn. Great job tonight. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right I'm going to try to get your track uploaded and play it at the end if I can, um, but I'm doing all this one-handed, so I'm trying really hard, okay? <laughs> I got no pressure on you, girl. All right. I love you so much. Thank you for calling, and I'm really glad you were able to be a part of the show tonight. I'm glad, too. You want to tell everyone how to find you? Uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, all those things. I'm kind of like stretching out right now. I was... Yeah, just whatever. You know, just Google me. You'll find me. Glenn Still, you guys. (laughs) 
He's worth the Been fine. Around Thank for a you, long man. Time. You have. You have, baby. All right. We will Yippee. talk to you next week. All right. Happy anniversary, honey. Happy anniversary Bye-bye. to you. We've been married a long time. We have 12 years. All right. We'll talk to you soon, love. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code 216. 216, you are on the air. Is this Mama? Yes, it is. Hey, Mama. How are you doing, sweetheart? not going to go into all of that, but I'm just going to say this, that I have grown old on your show. <laughs> I've grown fat on my show. <laughs> Sitting here every Every week, eating apples and bananas and Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> it's just so wonderful. So wonderful. Yeah, I've watched. Do you know how many people we've watched? Mama, I've known you since before the show started. Before we even started the show, you were calling in the other shows that I was helping host. And I was in awe of you before I ever met you. And I remember how scared I was the first time you ever called in and I was talking to you. And I was like, oh, my God, it's Mama. <laughs> you know, and now I can't imagine, seriously, and I can't imagine my life where you're not a part in it. You know, you you may not be tangible, but I don't have to hold a box of Cheerios in my hand to know how good they are. I, I don't have to touch your hand. I don't have to hold you. I don't have to sit beside you and breathe your air to know you are real. I mean, you're as real to me as if we sit across the table every single day and have morning coffee together. And I can't imagine you not being a part of my life. And you are my mama. You are, you know, somebody I admire and look up to and I have learned from and who has changed me as a human being through your writing, through your, your influence on me, through your encouragement and your belief, you know, I love doing what I do on the yeah. show every week, you know, and, and this is important for you guys to know, but it's not always easy. It's not always easy making that commitment and everything. You know, you know some, and maybe I can say this now because a lot of people didn't know, but I went through almost a year and a half of cancer treatments, and nobody knew, and I was here every week, and it was not an easy thing to do, and there's so many times I wanted to quit. You know, it would be easier just to stay in bed tonight, you know, and and. But it's it's people like you, Mama, you know, that, that mm-hmm. knowing that you're here every week and that, you know, that this is our home and this is my family and, and what you all mean to me and what you've grown to mean to me, you know, there is no way I could not be here. There's no way I could stop, you know, and I just want you to know how important you are. And I know not just me. I know, and, and I say this, you know, I, I'm talking to you, but I'm really talking to all of you. You know, you don't know how you important you are to each other, how you touch each other's lives, what you give to each other, things you learn, the things you say that people take away and take to heart and take to keep. Well, not I'm supposed to be saying all this to what? you because I'm supposed to be saying all this to you because you um, are a big part of my life. You are the epitome of commitment. And that means a lot to me. I just gave my own self chills because I have a hard time committing. That's why you don't see me with a show. And, you know, I have, like I said, grown old on this show. My voice has changed. My attitude has changed. You know, uh, the only thing that remains the same is love. 
But um, you have watched me develop into, um, you know, a grandmother. You know, um, it's it's just a beautiful thing, and I look forward to it. And you, when you can't hear my voice again, you can always go to the archives and say, yeah, you know, she's still here. You know, I There's love you. There's never a time in my life, Mama, Vicky, Vicky. There will never be in a time in my life where I will not hear your voice. I don't have to go find it somewhere. There will never be a time in my life where I cannot hear your voice, period. I love you. Love you, too. Okay, so here we go. This is a strange poem, and it's called Poetic Psychoanalyst. (laughs) First thing we put that sounds fun. Uh, Let's do that one. <laughs> yeah, no. We we are a little bit of everything, but this is the first time I found out I was a psychoanalyst. So here we go. Plant the seeds you wish to reap. I have planted my seeds in the soil of my people. I have no home, no earthly land. I have no food sometimes. Sometimes I must find the white spot in my life that only innovators understand. It's likened to a used piece of toilet tissue that was needed for one more desperate wipe. Today I have my words. I have my faith. I want no pity nor expect it. I have humans in my life that care and even some that love me. And many don't understand that I am poor, unheard of, and old. Loyalty or love is something that cannot be bought nor sold. Yet people can hate you because you're poor or black or beautiful or ugly or skinny or fatter. People can choose to hate you for any matter. People can love you for the wrong reasons as well as love you because they just do. But what if a person loves you because you are rich and have more? Concept deems you poor. Or because you can sing and they can't. Or because you hate what they hate. Or because you love what they love. See, the measure of true love can never really be weighed. Though hate eats away at the core. It's the hater, not the hater. It's the hater, not the hated, that gets devoured. Yet, I wonder, why do people hate? Let's examine hate, self-worth and shame. Where does it come from? Hate comes from that feeling of an imagined threat. This threat? which is now turned into fear and then manifests and develops into more aggressive actions. It starts with the character assassination of a people or a person that brings about their unworthiness. So whatever happens to this person is now his or her own fault, and no one should care nor be held responsible for the victim's befalling. I have been a hated person and never knew why. See, what threat do you perceive that I may propose by speaking truth in poetry and prose? 
Remember, someone else's assets or talents are no threat to your own, so never compete nor compare. I instead draw from or learn from them. People are always an example of either what you aspire to become or remind you of what you can't become, or they are a good example of what you do not want to become. Yet still, you become afraid and may have feelings that you do not want to acknowledge. This person makes you realize those feelings or face them. People come in octaves, just like notes on a musical scale. So should middle C, regret high C, or while the notes adore each other as they blend and complement to make beautiful music together. Stop being silly. Hate is nothing but jealousy, envy, and fear. President DT has now been festering hatred for eight years or more. He has spazzed out from hate, and now he has become hated. His hate is combustive. His hate burst into spores, landing everywhere. And all this time, his heated brain has been frying. How can an African-American outdo me and become the president first before me? How I, me, with all my money and assumed power be outdone? How could this mulatto beat me out? He has so many flaws. I must bring him down to size. For eight years, he has stewed in his sick emotions of hate. Now he is unable to function normally. His reality is all his own. He's all alone in his delusional illusions and confused. So to right his wrong, they are now trying to make right be wrong and wrong be the new right. Even it's been said that his undignified, crass behavior has now become acceptable as he feels the president before him was too refined and appeared to be much too dignified. So since 45 knows nothing of dignity, he goes for what he knows. He states that OB was too soft and cool. President 45 has a hardened decor. His stupidity, his barbaric behavior has crystallized into an opinion or idea that has become fixed and definite in his mind. And he has managed to crystallize those feelings into the minds of too many ordinary Americans. And to offset and cover up what he does not know, he has become the new mindset. And now civility will not rest in his soul. So yippee, we can all run around in the nude and grab genitals and drop nukes and destroy the planet Earth and demonstrate our hate openly, ignore global warming, ignore global warming, ignoring truth, ignoring truth, that's the meaning of ignorance. Don't comply to the nonsense. Forget about it. Be happy with your own accomplishment. Measure your own success based on goals set and goals met. Yet, never use the measuring stick of a fool in peace.
mother of poetry, Mama Oladegia, all around queen, in the building. Yes, ma'am, you are. <laughs> oh, that was incredible, Mama. And that's why you are Mama. Thank you. You're very welcome, sweetheart. Very welcome. All right, do me a favor. Thank you, and happy anniversary to you. I meant every word I said. You know, and you've been here a long time, like I said. But, you know, Philip, he's been here, you know, he's been here maybe a year. I feel, you know, it's it's the same thing with him. It's the same thing with Glenn. He's been around since before the beginning. It's the same thing with all of you, you know. I don't think anyone realizes how what an important voice they are in this place, you know, as a, as part of the whole. All right, Mama, do me a favor. Tell everyone how to find you. Uh, Vicky Aqua All Around Queen, Mama Ola Deji, on Facebook, on uh, Poetry Soup, Poetry dot com, All Poetry dot com. Uh, just Google Vicky Aqua. Awesome. All right, Mama. Thank you so much, sweetheart. I love you, honey. Love you back. All right. right. So we have got really super full phone lines, you guys. We are having some issues with our line. So if you are on the air and you can hear us, um, you know, please don't hang up. (laughs) I'm going to give a list of callers who are not in the queue real quick, just so you know. If I call your area code, you need to press 1. So area code 203 Area code 219-757-765-978. Our Skype caller, and I believe I know who that is, and I know they're just listening right now, but they, and this includes them as well. And area code 240. So area code 240-978-765-757-219-203. If you guys would like to come on the air, press 1. If you are just here listening and hanging out, I love the fact that you're here. Appreciate you so much, and uh, just just glad you're here with us. If you change your mind at any time, go ahead and press 1, and that will put you in the lineup. Once again, 203-757-765-978-240 and our long-distance Skype caller. All right, so if any of you guys would like to come on, just go ahead and press 1 at any time. And uh, let's go ahead and grab our next caller, which is going to come from area code... We had, who was the one? Let me check in real quick. We had um, the call that dropped. Um, I cannot find it on here. Looking real quick, just because I don't, I don't want them to have to wait through the entire lineup again. We have 989 is who I'm looking for. I should be singing you guys some hold music. Um, I don't see 989 on here. Okay. All right. So our next caller comes from area code seven three four seven three four. You're on the air. This is seven three four, Dennis White. <laughs> hey, Dennis. How are you? So who who is area code nine? Uh, nine eight nine is George. Ah. Uh, okay. So George George's Wiley. call had to have dropped. Because I don't yeah. see him on here right now, but yeah, he was waiting for a long time. So if he can get called back in, I'm just going to insert him into the lineup wherever he calls in because he's already been waiting. So yes, um, hopefully has. we can get him back on. <laughs> so hello, sir. Happy anniversary. Well, 
Uh, all I can say is happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary to Speakeasy Cafe and the sponsors. <laughs> happy anniversary to us all. That was perfect. That was amazing. Thank you, sweetheart. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yes, thank you for for being here 12 years. I'm just a newbie compared to the 12 year people, but you've welcomed me, you've made me a part of it, and I'm part of the family, and I I appreciate it. Oh, we're keeping you forever. All of you. Nobody gets to go anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a winner. Oh, speaking of winter, my poem, because the weather is changing and we're the northern part of the country is starting to see snow and stuff, I figured I'd share this poem. The title is Ode to My Snow Shovel. Oh, snow shovel, I am in your debt. You rescue me. From the grips of Arctic malevolence, you free me from snowbound despair. Your sleek form and streamlined functionality, with your precision ground stainless steel blade, you match winter's fierceness undaunted. Together, we stand a unified force. You, like the mighty Excalibur in King Arthur's hand, empowering me to move mountains and thwart this crystalline injustice. And you do it in a small carbon footprint, not like the cumbersome snowblowers with their fossil fuel gluttony and foul gaseous exhaust. Plus, you work silently, effectively, bringing order back into the pathways of life. Yes, I am in your debt, and I will stand by your side as long as I am able. For you are worthy of my allegiance and due homage. End of poem. <laughs> I love your poem. I used to, <laughs> I used to live in Wyoming, and when I lived in Wyoming, we had a, a the secret snowman society, and there was a whole bunch of us that would keep snowman kits in our car, and when it would snow, we would all like at you know, two o'clock in the morning it could start snowing, or the, we would get fresh snow, which would be really good for packing. And we'd get this flipping phone call saying, seeing it would be the snowman alert. You know, it would be like the calling Batman. It's like everybody, okay, we're meeting at the U.S. Bank parking lot on State Street. And we would all meet there and we would like run ideas off each other. And sometimes we would all go to one place or we'd take off in a couple different directions. And we'd make snowmen of people taking money out of an ATM. We would build snowmen yeah. of, you know, of a lady standing in front of a bar with a rolling pin in her hand. And one time we made a fully clothed snowman, fully clothed, packed legs and everything, with a snow beanie on, 
bend over, arms, a jacket, everything, of a, a snowman shoveling a sidewalk in the middle of the night. So when people came out, there was a snowman all dressed in clothes shoveling a sidewalk, and that's what that poem made me think about. I love that. I love the, just the whole simplicity of it, the, you know, of the tool. You know, sometimes you don't need the newfangled stuff. Just give me what works, and you do it so perfectly. And, and uh, I love that piece. It was great. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I enjoyed sharing it. And thank you for being so faithful to all your listeners. And thank the poets for showing up week after week to keep this great venue alive. It's, it's a wonderful place. And I'm glad to have found it. Uh, I'm going to uh, uh, step aside, but my poetry, if anyone's interested, may be found on all poetry. And I write under the name of Haiku Bless You with hyphens between the words. So... Uh, you can check that out. So I'm gonna, I'm going to move on. Let the next poet step up to the mic. I'm going to say, God bless. <laughs> Thank you so much, sweetheart. Happy anniversary. I'm so glad you're part of our family, and we are keeping Happy anniversary. You. Yes. Bye, bye, hon. All right. Our next caller comes from area code eight three two eight three two. You're on the air. David Nyla. Happy anniversary, Mr. Blue. <laughs> hey, yeah. How are you, honey? Oh, I'm all right. Sometimes better than others. Soldier Blue, but, um, you are another person that I have known since before this show started. You are <laughs> one of our 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 twelve year people. You know, yeah, you've been here way. since before. Yeah. You were also spe- mm. supposed to be, by the way, at that first live show. I love telling this story yeah, guys, because he was also I one of our know. headliners at our first live show we had here out on the West Coast. And it was flying standby and couldn't make it and wasn't able to be here at the end. But we were doing all this prep stuff, and it's like, okay, because they're all staying at my house, right? You know, we, I've got Apollo Poetry there. We were going to have Soldier Blue, the Hydropods, everybody. So we're all doing like this big old camp out of my place. And so I've asked him, you know, is there anything special you want to eat? Expecting him to say, no, whatever is fine. But no, he sends me this list <laughs> of not just an organic type oatmeal, but this certain type of organic type oatmeal and all this stuff. And so I go out and I buy this freaking oatmeal because I'm going to make this man his right oatmeal, right? <laughs> he comes to see me. And then he doesn't end up getting to be there. So for like a freaking year, <laughs> I'm eating this damn oatmeal, cussing him every time I do. <laughs> I love I, I I every time I think about you I think about oatmeal and it makes me smile. I am so glad you're here tonight, honey. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what my my first memory is and that is and I still and I I even remember which piece it was too. And that was just the fact that I was the first one to get the holy shit award. A holy shit, yeah, my holy shit award. <laughs> mhm, yeah. That's yeah, for a for a piece I did called Backbone Snapped In. Mm. And, uh, I, I we read, will you bring that and read that next week? I will. I'll I'll have to hunt that one down. I know I've got it in several different places in terms of I rewrote it into other uh, notebooks just because I wanted to. Make sure it didn't get kind of like lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'll have to I'll have to look that one up on there because I've I've got I know I've got it. It's just 
again, it's just a matter of which uh, which uh, chapbook I have it uh, printed into. Because awesome. at this point, I think that's going to be it. Uh, tonight is actually, well, it's a good one. I like it. Um, uh, kind of like looking through it just for a minute. Um, mostly this, yeah, because I, cause I see the thing as I wrote like three pieces as far as, you know, like just having some stuff ready. And um, I was thinking about doing a uh, read-write, but I mean, as far as reading it, but I'm not, I think I'm going to save that one for, for another time just because I want to do this other one first. Um, but this one is, uh, well, I should say, uh, first off, they, they, in, uh, they, they just recently have been stepping up the uh, uh, means of, of creating more awareness for a lot of the uh, ongoing uh, situations with Native women. And one of the things that they did just in the recent times, and I'm thinking within the last uh, month and a half, I believe, they had a midnight walk in honor of those uh, Native women who were either dead or missing. And um, they're saying, oh, uh, to that end, let me let me just say this first before I get started with my thing. There is a um, a movie that's going to be coming out, and I and it's going to be I don't know how large the release is going to be, but I know that it's going to be premiered uh, in December of this uh, well our December of this year, and it's called Ama and it's A M A with the accent obviously over the last A, and it is talking about. The in primary, it's talking about the forced uh, sterilization of Native uh, women uh, in various places, and um, you know, along with that, you know, the the missing and uh, murdered Indigenous women as well, and our uh, situations as well. Um, so it's it's going to be something to look out for. So I do my best. I've already basically bookmarked their page, so I'm. Waiting to hear some updates as to when they're, you know, thinking about it. Because I mean, they have some limited releases, but they haven't exactly, they haven't said anything on, you know, as to what, uh, what's next after that. But that's yeah, coming up as well. I will, I will do that. I'm like, I'll make sure I keep everybody up on that. Okay. Um, this one is called Midnight Walks. Midnight Walks, looking for the medicine. Mon grand. Medicine and evidence, nocturnal songs sung, smoke over live coals, sprung to footsteps shaping their own land, wandering away from the road they knew, chasing vagary shadows through the shallows, through the deeps, sometimes an abyss of emptiness. Uh, chasing the last shafts of sunlight. My sister's in jeopardy, missing, murdered, still with us, getting ready to slip away, stumble into the moonlight. Medicine is looking for you. It is in the dims of our starlight, our well-remembered stars. Mikake, 
medicine surrounds you, my daughters, my mothers, my silenced sisters. Midnight walks while he bones still limber, tall, moving blood while being a pumping drum tick and the medicine all around you. Midnight medicine walks, Red Earth sisters, your relations are crying for you. Babies, grandmothers, 4,000, 6,000, 30 years, 30,000. One dead, murdered, missing sister is one too many, my silenced sisters. Shadow plays, trickster, mocker, gake tronga. His shadow image dancing, shaking his lengthening braid of skulls, older, undiscovered, and newly wet, with a rain of fresh tears. Do not let him take your breath. Closed eyes make you blind. Sisters, pliable, soft as clay, trying to walk a life of concrete, it will break you. Trying to be cool with the crowd, glitter groups, knife-edged neons, the dance goes on. Medicine all around you, soft sage, fragrance, cedar, and tobacco. Firm earth to walk upon, take it. Small winsome spirits caught upon bramble thorns, hooked upon snags, riverside, beached, gasping upon mud flats, river pool, backwaters, thin hollows, spirits shaving away thins, leaving blood trails while being who And you don't even know or are so filled with apathy painted in gray line sorrows, called it that you do not care. Shadow hunters see you, smell your scent, thong, walking, weaving, shuffling in a drunken reel through their darkness. Tron, tron, shave. Shall it be said again? Oh, yes. All who wander. Between steel, ashes, concrete, smoke, and the dust with a copper blood tang. The smothering darkness, shabby, talons sharp to rend, canines whetted to rip flesh, joue. All who wander are not lost. Medicine walks at midnight, Mongon. The medicine is always there, love. Family is what you make it. You can't choose your parents. You can choose your family, aunts, uncles, grandmothers, grandfathers, voices, eyes of kindness. Do not fade away. Oh, medicine is always there, that place of being. Share your smile. Be of the dreams of those who care for you. We are the ghost road born. And we will bring all our silenced sisters home. All of them. 
calling on the throne God more need medicine all around you my sisters all of you in peace you know there I think that is probably one of my favorite pieces of you've written on this topic and you've written several uh, was it silent sisters Yes. It's the first one I heard you read. Yeah. I yeah. I think that I like this one even more than that one. I would love for you if you get a chance to get me a recording of that one so I can upload it to the show because I'm really surprised after 12 years I don't have any of your tracks on the show first of all. But and I when I was listening to you read that what really struck me hard was you know how you're talking to the ghosts, how you're talking to the 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 sisters, the silent sisters. Okay, but how you're also talking to the ones that are still flesh and bone and out there and being um, seduced by glitter and seduced by the by, you know, modern life, not to lose track with that inner voice, that spirituality in you, that that sense of self-preservation, your own worth. Um, You know, I know I'm not saying it right, but, you know, you young girls, you know, don't be the next victim. Be aware of your surroundings. Be aware of what you're doing. Almost like a little red riding hood. You know, you're walking through the dark. All that wander aren't lost. Some of them are there intentionally, and they're waiting for you. You know, was a really strong message I got, especially through the uh, the the last third of the poem. And you know how you're you're you know just there's this warning in there that I think is so so important um, and profound. Just it was a great piece. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think about them a lot. I mean, you know, they're out there, and I've heard some of the horrendous stories, and I've, you know, I mean, and I'm, t- I mean it. You know, they're horrendous. They're not, they, they're not. Uh, they're not pretty. I can't hardly talk about them with, you know, with any kind of real descriptive, because if I do, then it's like I can't, I can't get too much further with it. You know, it and takes you someplace just, you can't come back from very easily. I know. Well, it just creates that 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 deeper shade, you know, and, and I mean, I walk there anyway, you know, I pull from mm-hmm. both sides. I don't, I don't pull just from one place and, you know, I just, and I have so many people basically not, in, not in a physical sense, but, you know, more on a, like on a, a spirit plane that are always touching me in terms of, you know, tell my story. And sometimes it's just hard to do it. I know. I know. And I know part of your story. I, and I know to. the struggle you do. You know, I'm, I you know something to. else I, I really love I and respect about you is that, you know, you, you do have a story to tell. You do have your struggles, you know, but that's not the bulk of what you write and share. The bulk of what you write and share is someone else's hurt, someone else's struggles, you know, and you take yourself to a really dark, ugly place in the world. You take yourself to some really scary places because that's where you hear voices calling that need you, like your like your silent sisters. You know, you you dwell in this dark place and it has a huge effect on you because you're so you, you, you have so much empathy for everything, for everything, you know, and it does take its toll on you. 
I'm just real proud of being your friend. I'm real proud of your part of the family. I'm real proud of the work that you're doing. I think it's very important. You know, I remember a time in our history where you were going to quit writing completely. I remember spending hours on the phone with you talking about that and, and you know, how that's not possible and, and you know, just you're you're an awesome friend. I appreciate you. I appreciate everything that you share, everything that you do, and everything that you go through to bring it to us. So thank you, Soldier Blue. Thank you, Miss Nyla. You know, it's kind of funny. Happy anniversary. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Happy welcome. anniversary, yes. So do me it's a favor, kind of baby. It's funny you're saying that because I just, what? I just wrote yeah. a piece called Growing Up, too. No, I didn't yeah. understand. I just, I just, one of the pieces that I wrote was called Growing Up. I kind of <laughs> go into some of that. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, we appreciate you, baby. Do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come find you. Okay. Um, You can find me at uh, Rafe Wild and uh, Facebook, and it's underneath in parentheses. It'll say Soldier Blue, and that's me. That's where you can find me. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. And, again, happy anniversary. I'm really proud to call you my friend. Uh, Thank you, Miss Nyla. It's been a, a long road, and I appreciate the people that I can still call on and talk to and more than just a baby we are bound by oatmeal we're stuck together (laughs) 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 reminds me of my favorite limerick limerick even though you know we our bellies aren't touching and never have touched but it reminds me of this limerick because i said we're oatmeal and now we're stuck and it's um was it there once was a couple named mcnally who lived their life belly to belly because in their haste they used library paste instead of petroleum jelly there's my, there's, there's my off-color <laughs> joke for the night. <laughs> so we're like, oh, no, babe, we're stuck. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. All right <laughs> we'll talk to you next week, love. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Bye, hon. <laughs> All right. Our next caller comes from area. I can't believe I did that on the air. Our next caller comes from area code 419. 419, are you with me? Yes, Miss Nyla, I'm with you. Hey, sweetie. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, Agent. <laughs> well, the beginning of your show, <laughs> yeah, Agent 419, the beginning of your show made me sad. And then when um, Philip Stanley came on, I think I got that right. It made me sad. And then the guy after made me sad because tomorrow is the anniversary of my husband's death. So. It's all this anniversary stuff coming at me like, wow. (laughs) You know, maybe I just look at things differently. And I have to say this because I really want the tone of this to change or to be understood. But when Mm -hmm. Philip came on and read that piece, Mm -hmm. all right, it really touched me deeply because he's he's such a fighter. You know, he's going through so (laughs) much and he's right there. You know, he's still, you know, so I know everything's going to be fine. You know, and and so it was making me kind of sad when people were talking about a scenario where it's not going to be fine because it's going to be fine. You know, we we all will be here for when we're going to be here. But right now, everything is going to be fine. So, you know, and there was just such a beauty and a strength and such an amazingness about what he read tonight and, you know, what he shares and him being with us. And I just was real excited about that. So, yeah. Right. And I got out of like, I got out of like... for him wanting to share just that specific piece was like, this is how I want to go out. This is how I want the world to know. And I just thought it was beautiful. So let's throw that out there. Yeah. yeah it was <laughs> I mean, amazing. It was a beautiful it, piece. It was. Yeah. 
<laughs> well written. <laughs> so yeah, um, did you say my name, Agent Four One Nine, is uh, Shelly Gambino? For those that don't know who's ta- talking. <laughs> <laughs> and I got this cold. So yourself. I Happy anniversary. <laughs> and what did you bring? Happy my anniversary love? to you. Um, I brought yeah. something that I didn't title. So maybe after I get done reading it, you can title it for me. Oh, I love doing this. Okay. Okay, I, I worked on it. Um, I worked on it, so it's kind of in, you know, it's in the works or whatever. So it starts, or here it goes. A friend, a companion, a chameleon who changes every day. He is so lost inside himself, drinking his life away. These are his choices he decides to make. Loneliness dwells inside of him. That's the path he decided to take. Oh, one can only care and do so much. When you see the blankness behind their eyes, they have lost their way and lost their touch. And you can't help but realize there is no turning back. Years continue to pass as life keeps marching on. They tend to have their own beat, and it's to the tune of loneliness on their own drum. As they pour yet another one down, it is truly sad what their lives revolve around. Letting Satan, damnation, and darkness exist, it lives inside of them as they cannot say no to the temptation. Like a poisonous fruit, it echoes their name, shouting out to them, is there someone or something else to blame? Before you know it, addiction takes hold, feeding off their endless hunger, always yearning for yet another and another and another. Pretty soon it takes their minds, obsession turns to their next fix. It takes over every aspect of their lives. Few ever slow down, seldom do they quit. Most will drink to the very end, never losing sight of the bottle or can, friend. Suddenly their life, or suddenly their liver decides to go on vacation, yet their mind is just after that buzz sensation. Health issues arise, family ties get broken, others looking for an apology that will never come because they did nothing wrong. Hurtful truth and ugly lies as they go over and over in their mind, they know what they need to do, but tell themselves one last time. One last time to be the fool. One last time to think I'm cool. One last time I'll take my chance so tomorrow I can start anew. Truth be told, their mentality seldom takes hold. As the next day starts, it all again. Days get mixed with days. Another year passes by, trying still to keep up with their lie. The life that they deny, people they meet are just passers-by. Their loneliness makes me feel black inside. I want to be their friend. I want to let my sunshine in to their lives of darkness. I want so much of myself to give to them. My heart breaks for their demise. I always wonder what made them that way. Was it even their initial choice? Do they drink to remember or drink to forget? I know there must exist a lot of hurt inside. They crawl deep inside themselves, tuck their reality away to deal with it another day. Their drink now becomes a custom. Wait, their drink now accustoms them to numbness. Nothing is felt, reality vanishes. Living life in a foggy, misty haze, their lives become easier that way rather than dealing with the pain. We are all human, responsible for our own mistakes. My heart tends to bleed for the weakness of others. Their pain instills heartache. Through them, I wash mine away, wishing I can take theirs. Wanting so much to share my strength, they need so much to borrow. Praying that they live another day to face whatever comes tomorrow. Yet these are their choices they have decided to make. Loneliness lives and dwells inside of them. This is the path they are on, the one they decided to take. And peace. 
Very strong, very emotional piece. Great job, Shelley. Thank you. It took a lot out of me, but I still need a title. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I love that no matter what you face in life, there's always that laugh. You know, no matter what you're doing, you, no have, what, you, have you know, it's always there. Even when you've been on and you've just been in a ganky mood, you know, it's just been, you've had this horrible day, you know, you still have a giggle. And I just, I love, that's one of the things I think I love the most about you is that even when oh. life is sitting there throwing mud pies at you, you just sit there and have fun being dirty. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to collect them and build a castle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely do do that. <laughs> I know you do. It's awesome. I love that about you. All right, sweetheart, do me a favor. Tell everyone how they mm-hmm. can come find you. Uh, I'm Shelly Gambino on Facebook, and then I also have my own website, or not website, Facebook page called Poetical Intrigue, not political, Poetical Intrigue, and I post all my poems on that site where it's just all poems or thoughts of the day. So, yep. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, we'll <laughs> talk to you next week. Hey, yes, and happy anniversary again. <laughs> Thank you, baby. It's awesome <laughs> to be a part of it. Yeah, you have a wonderful day. You too, love. Night, Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Yep, bye-bye. Bye. All right, guys, so we are halfway through the show. There's probably a good chance that I wrote I, on the board. I always type in underneath the number who it was, and I was trying to write Shelly, and I wrote Shallow. So she's Agent Shallow, Agent 419, code name Shallow. Um, we have an hour and a half to go, and we still have a lot of callers to get through. So I am going to try to uh, be a little bit shorter on my comments and stuff, because I would much rather have you guys all get on there. You don't need to listen to me yammer. I do want to give a list of callers who are not in the lineup, okay? So if you hear your area code, that means you need to press 1. Area code 203. Area code 757-989. We have a Skype caller. 240-385-617. 317. If you guys want to come on the air, press 1. If you're just listening and hanging out, I'm really glad you're here. And uh, otherwise, uh, there we go. We got one of you on. Okay, so yeah, you can press 1 at any time to join us if you'd like to. Otherwise, you're good to go. All right, and I'll check with you guys here in a little bit just so we make sure. All right, our next caller comes from, it is a Skype caller too, so I think that's fun. So let's go ahead. Skype caller, are you with us? I am, yes. Yes, you were pressed one. Yes, I have you in the lineup. So we still have another <laughs> Skype caller down there who's not in the lineup. So if you've called in on Skype and you're, I didn't just take your call, you need to press one. That way you know it's you. So Skype caller, I'll mystery Skype caller, press one. I've pressed it so many times. <laughs> that might be Sai. I'm not sure. It so Sai, if you're there. trying to call in and that's you, press one. On. Otherwise, I'll just check with the Skype caller in a minute just in case he can't press one. So he's sitting there cussing me. Nyla, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> so, hi. Happy anniversary, Lev. Happy anniversary. I thought I'd bring the piece that when you were speaking the other week about your the way you look at life and you see the crazy, beautiful stuff and in everything, and it made me think of one of the pieces that I'd written a long time ago. <laughs> it very much sums you up. It's called Open Your Open Your Heart to Life. 
At every fleeting moment, each wisp of breath, the endless possibilities, every magical sunrise through to each haunting, beautiful sunset. Waking up each morning, feeling the embrace of each new day, every laugh, consuming frustration, all the times to silently smile. Life is a mystery of moments, each one culminating in who you are. Every life unique, each person a living star. Those times of solemn contemplation, those hard times of loss, they make us who we are. For everything be thankful, to everyone be kind. Never give up on your dreams, for one day they may appear. We only have one attempt at life. Let's not live it in fear. And peace. I love that peace. I absolutely love that peace. You know, I always tell everyone, you know, it's like something horrible happened and someone will say, oh, this has got to be the worst day of your life. And it's like, no. It's abs- you know, actually, it's the best day of my life. And it's like, how can you say that? And it, the answer is because I woke up. Every single day you wake up, that is the best day of your life, no matter what happens on that day. You know, and, and if you think about it that way, then, you know, none of us have a guarantee. So if you just make the most out of every single day, no matter what kind of bullshit is thrown at you, you know, I plan, I plan on, on, you know, making messy out of every single day that I'm given. And when I slide into whatever gate is waiting for me, you know, I'm never going to make it through because I'm going to be, you know, sitting there licking my wounds and having such a laugh with the gatekeeper telling you about all the shenanigans I went through in life that will get lose track of time and I'll be sitting there. I mean, that's going to be my purgatory. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, I plan on sliding into home, there you know, forever bloody and bruised and held together with duct tape and I don't care because it's going to be an incredible ride and we have no guarantees but if we look at every day like that you know I'm going to, I'm going to make this the best day then it it really kind of changes your perspective on things I think certainly does that, that poem really really brought that home for me so I love it great piece and and uh, I'm I'm you just between you and I, I'm, I'm sitting there and holding your hand right now, and and giving you a hug, you. quiet time, just just there with you, okay? Just so you know. Thanks. You're very welcome. So I'm glad you called in tonight. It means a lot to me that you did, especially you know with everything going on right now. Um, so I just want you to know how much I appreciate you, and and from my heart, you know, you're a newbie here. But you know you've you've carved carved in your own right a place in my heart that can never be taken away. It belongs to you, and uh, I just appreciate you. I appreciate you so much, and I appreciate you being here. So do me a favor before you take off and tell everyone how to find you. I can be found on Facebook. It's Callum Kennedy Hume, and on Twitter uh, at Kennedy Hume. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you next week. Should be doing yeah. Thank you, baby. Mhm. Bye, sweetheart. All right, T. Our next caller is coming from. Did I get? Did I take two? 
I'm wondering if I got messed up on my I'm wondering if I got messed up on my calls here. The the board just did some really weird stuff on me, guys. So I am going to check something here. Uh area code seven three four, have you been on? Seven three four, are you with me? I've been on. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. I see something's going on, and every, everybody's mixed up yet. So we're going to have a lot of this for a second. All right, sweetheart. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. So let's go ahead. I'm going to take our next caller, which is two one nine. Two one nine. You're on the air. I'm doing awesome, sweetheart. How are you? I'm good. Happy 12th anniversary to us. Keep easy. Keep easy radio. Well, I am glad you are here. So am I. Thanks for having me uh, every Thursday. What did you bring for us tonight, sweetheart? A talent form is called Christmas. Only celebrated one day out of the year. My dear brothers and sisters, why do we make such a big deal over December 25th? It is only one day out of the year. Don't get me wrong. I am neither the Grinch nor Mr. Scrooge. I love and enjoy celebrating Christmas because it's my favorite holiday. What I don't understand is why some of us make such a big deal out of this particular day. My personal point of view about Christmas it is just another day to be thankful to be living and for the privilege to celebrate Christmas with my loved ones and close friends and to celebrate the birth of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The commercialization of Christmas and the celebration of man-made traditions like Santa Claus has seriously diminished the importance of the reason why we celebrate the holiday season. It got most of us caught up in a hype of buying Christmas presents for everybody. Again, why we make a big deal for December 25th, which is only one day out of the year. Every year on the day after Thanksgiving, which is coincidentally called Black Friday, millions of people across the country stand in long lines at department stores like a bunch of fools in the cold weather to buy Christmas presents for their and me a friend. Once the stores open their doors on Thanksgiving evening, at 6 o'clock in the evening, people stampede over each other and act like fools just to get something on sale. Again, why do we make a big deal over December 25th? There's only one day out of the year. It ain't even that serious. These department stores only care about the green piece of paper and the credit card that you carry in your personal wallet or buying you with ads on the radio, on TV, in the newspaper. You keep up with the Joneses, making you spend your hard-earned money to make a profit in yours. Again, why do we make such a big deal over December 25th? There's only one day out of the year. Can't pay your rent, can't pay your utilities, can't pay your mortgage. 
got to get your hair cut. You got to get your hair and nails done. Why your children don't have food on the table looking at hot pets? You can't pay your car insurance and car note because of my Christmas present that you can't afford for trying to impress people who don't care nothing about you except when, for when they want something from you. At the same time, cause you all types of drama during the holidays. And you want unnecessary care and end up being broke at the beginning of January over one day out of the year. Now, I must ask all of you who are listening to this poem right now, this important question. Why do we make a big deal over December 25th, which is only one day out of the year in poem? Awesome read, sweetheart. Thank you so much. That was incredible. And happy Thanks, anniversary darling. tonight. Thank you. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. All right, do me a favor, sweetie, and tell everyone how to find you. For those of you who are not my connected with me on Facebook, I can be found on the Oh My Brother Old Gavin, and I truly appreciate your support. Very cool. All right, sweetie, we will talk to you next week. Yes, I'll be back next week. All right, hon. Thank you, sweetheart. All right. So we are going to now, we are going to check with area code. Um, and once again, my, my board's messed up, so if I'm, I'm just, I need to make sure that the callers are in the order they're supposed to be in. So I'm starting. I'm going to just have to check, guys. Bear with me. Um, area code 717, have you been on? Uh, not yet. Hey, welcome to the show then. <laughs> Hi, Nala. Hey, sweetie, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. That's awesome. Introduce yourself, please. Uh, I'm James E. Rothline. I am so glad you were able to call in for the show tonight. It's been a while since we've heard from you, but it really means a lot having you here on this show. Well, thank you. It's been kind of busy the last few weeks here. It's um Leading up to Thanksgiving, we had uh, a lot of stuff that had to get sent out. And I came home and I'd be tired every night. <laughs> you're allowed well, to have a life. Good. You don't have to be here every single week with bells on. We understand. But when you're not here, you're missed. When you are here, you're appreciated even more. Thank you. Thank you. So what did you bring for us tonight, hon? Well, um, I'll be reading a poem on page... 111 of my book. Yay. That is yay. Um, Little glimpses of glory. Little glimpses of glory for the benefit of the damned. Seen everywhere the bridegroom's betrothed wanders over the earth. End of poem. (laughs) That was so short. Well, I have been called the master of brevity. So... But, yeah, a lot of my stuff is pretty short. <laughs> well, that was a great job. I absolutely loved it. You know, it's it's a, it's a good talent to have to be able to pull such a punch with a few words. So amazing, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you. I try. <laughs> You're very welcome. 
All right. So do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come find you, James. Well, um, you can find me on Facebook, uh, James E. Rothline. That's R-O-E-T-H-L-E-I-N, poet. Um, I have my, my book, uh, Musing on the Cricket Game of Life, part one and a half, is available on Amazon, uh, Silver Bow Publishing's website, and the ebook copy is available on Smashwords. Very cool. All right, sweetie, thank you for being here tonight. It means the world to us. Okay, thank you. And You're happy welcome. anniversary. You too, baby. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code 848. If you've already read, let me know, because um, I'm kind of I'm having to fix the board here while we're while, as we speak. So 848, you are on the air. Can you hear me? It's a cell phone. I can hear you. You can hear me? Okay, I can cool. Hear you very well. Good. Okay. Um, jazz piece or an improv? Okay, this might fit in with more that's going on. Whatever. For to be in our past lives are now welcomed at the entrance gate. Again, for the third time, the familiar guide will illuminate the walking path or play hide-and-seek in the reflective steps that fade upon the ground. And I and I, the windswept, and the silhouettes are where the ghosts are hiding. Are they impressions of the dead or are they burnt onto the floor? And they stare at the abandoned wall, transparent in a timeless disappearance. Do they pretend they're invisible or their reflections are vacant? Ah, it's a game of ghostly personification. It's the empty pieces that lack. It's the vacant spaces between. So guide them, guardian of the street heart. For the reasons are silent and they self-correct their transition. It's the aesthetic internalization of the tobacco tinge that's replenished in an afterfade. Ah, the relentless charade of the interconnectivity, and we connect to either side of an empty sky. Six, seven, eight, fade out. Eight, four, eight is my new cell phone number. Awesome. That was an incredible well, job. You. This is Gregory Schwartz, everybody, just in case you don't know, and he is one of our founding fathers of this show. I knew him before the show ever started, so over 12 years you and I have been friends. And no. uh, I appreciate oh. you. appreciate you being here tonight. Yeah, me too. It's all unintentional. And these are just two things I've been kind of kicking around, so I just put them together. Instead of reading um, like a piece that's been performed a bit about jazz noise, I don't know what people seem to be reading about real stuff tonight. Hey, yeah, huh? I don't know. It was all in the timing. And plus, I wanted to mm-hmm. see if I could find all that other Internet stuff, like the <laughs> chat room and all. It's always been a bit of a, a puzzle finding that nonsense. And I, I know. You might when not I know you the... in there, you made it. So that great job on that. Yeah, if you guys aren't Boom. in the chat room, it usually opens up right before the show starts, so you can refresh your page. The chat room will pop up. All right. So uh, do me a favor, Gregory. You, you wouldn't know the um, area code because it's a new cell phone. Everything's new. Oh, it doesn't new. matter if I know Every the day is I know new. I know the voice. Every sense <laughs> is new. Every thought is new. It's all new. It yeah, is. Zooks. Oh, yeah, find me on the Hell Book with Twitter or really 
if I was going to promote internetarchive.org, archive.org, community audio, I'm punching my name, Gregory Schwartz. This should come up, jam band, poetry, jazz. That's a little bit of self-promoting. Awesome. Everything else is kind of benign. We don't really care. Yeah, Twitter, Hellbook, you want to submit stuff? Um, find Big Hammer, Dave Roscoe's Big Hammer magazine. If you guys want to send some stuff out, it's pretty hard-ish. You get into it. Uh, all the poets went and saw Bob Dylan last week. You know, it's East Coast. All is well. Everyone's alive. Everyone's out, you know, grinding and hustling. We're cool. I want to take up more time. Yeah, 12 years, 10 years, first show. Barely knew the internet then. Barely know the internet mm-hmm. now. Nothing. Promotion's good. We're, you know, well, no, day in the life. All will be well. I don't know, midterms, you know, summer stuff, head count, register to vote. All that will come around. Trump's a freaking Nazi pig. Like, nothing's really changed. We're okay. <laughs> Keep fucking writing. Yell at me. Whatever. Do All your right, homework. Man. Do your homework. Just read. Do your homework. Trump's a fucking pig. We don't care. I'll try to call it as often as possible. Okay, eight four eight. My new you. area code. We're cool. East Coast. You be well. Stay okay. beautiful. You're awesome. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Yeah. Baby. Do your homework. Time Bye. to do homework. Got to edit. Rewrite. <laughs> All right. Our next caller comes from area code 256. 256, you're on the air. Good evening, Nara, and happy anniversary. Thank you so much. Happy anniversary to you. And I agree with the last caller. He is a Nazi pig. (laughs) Well, maybe you two should write a collab together. Of Nazis and narcissists, yes, that would be a good one. <laughs> oh, our country is a reality TV show. That's a prompt. That's going to be your writing prompt. You just gave yourself homework. That's your your uh, that's your poetry homework for the week. America is a reality TV I show. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're going to have fun with that. You're going to have okay. way too much fun with that. <laughs> so what'd you bring well, us tonight on this the anniversary of our twelve yearness together brought, as a family? I brought because I know you're jammed. I'm doing only one. But two of them are homework. One is a interesting poetic form and the other was taken from uh, has two words used in it, rarely heard. Crapulent and perfidious. Uh, the two that were homework was through my eyes, which was yours, mm-hmm. and liar's charm, which was yours. Mm-hmm. Right, and then the poetic form is a cascade. So, which one are you going to read? Which one do you want? Uh, I think I want to go for the liar's charm. Oh, I'm glad you picked that, especially after the last caller. Oh, no. <laughs> Can I change my mind yet? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to go with Liar's Charm and see what happens. Okay. Okay. I, I, I picked my poison. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. 2020. That usually indicates you can clearly see. 
that you can see what's under your nose and focus on what's coming next. One hopes this rings true. A hustler of celebrity, bombast, and ego sets the stage for a grand performance. Not just a birther wants a president to document his faith and prove his academic credibility. Demanded of a man who studied and understood constitutional law. Crazy. Like a fox. Years touting the Tea Party rhetoric. Hook, line, chapter, and verse. A television star in American households dissing the Hollywood crowd. He's the celebrity voice of the Tea Party agenda. 2016 and the games begin. GOP and Dems line up for review. The golden boys of Republicans factions the voting base. But lo, on the horizon stands he, stating his run for president. The Tea Party unifies behind him. He's their golden idol and voice. The others, now ten men. The GOP says this can't be. He says he's not of this broken party, but came to fix it. Now is he of the Dems. He's the outsider, the untainted. Dems mock his presence, laugh, say, yes, bring him on. Careful what you wish for. Landslide win in the candidates' race. Using their own mudslinging campaigning as a weapon against both parties. From the start saying both will do their worst to get him out, but he will stand for you. The perfect victim and underdog. So much love for the victim, yes. Electoral manipulation and voter restrictions, and we now have an administration of the first Tea Party president, Republican in name only. He'll make America great again with detention centers for children. By saying corroborated reports are really fake news, trust only the facts he's giving. And all we need to fear is immigrants, Islam, and Dems, oh my, immigrants, Islams, and Dems, oh my. 2020. It's supposed to mean we can see clearly. Let's hope it's an omen that our vision as free people is restored to common sense and conscience. God, I hope so. And peace. <laughs> Fantastic right, my dear. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I I'd always try not to get political on this because as the host and I and I think that me being kind of neutral in my opinions and things except for sometimes they slip um, I, I have to do that in order to for some I mean if somebody if I sat there and I said I hated the color purple and somebody wrote a poem about the color purple they're probably not going to bring it here to read even though they're really proud of that piece and it really means something to them you know, exactly. So I, exactly. I, I, this is not the place for me. My poetry is, but my show is not the place for me to showboat any my my, my uh, opinions on anything. My my job here is to 
uh, give you a, a venue for your y'all's uh, opinions. You know, um, so I, I even when there's a political piece, I try I try to be very neutral in my commenting as well. Um, yes, because Earl yes, will be found out <laughs> unless I open my mouth right. and do it myself, which I do often. Anyway, but yeah, great piece. <laughs> did, did that explain that? Yes, it explained it quite well. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm I glad you speak and I like you. I really feel, but I like the poem. I got that. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, you you do have to remain remain neutral. Mhm. Yes. But I can't stand the guy just to say, you know, for the record. Yeah, that, that's 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 pretty neutral, right? Oh well, yeah. I mean, I think I could I couldn't I stand him before Democrat. he came. I don't think in, in all fairness, I couldn't stand him Democrat. before he became our president. So exactly. you know that that's nothing new. Well, that's I'm what I'm pick. saying. I don't think you're going to find this opinion just with Democrats. You're going to find a lot of Republicans who used to actually have faith in a conservative fundamental concept that their party was supposed to represent. Well, who are disgruntled right now? I just don't like the man. I've never liked the man. So far, it's so far from what they were. This is such a step away from what they used to be. I mean, my God, you're you're talking about a party whose fundamental foundation, as a candidate to express that, was Abraham Lincoln. I'd say we're light years from that. Yeah. So, how can we find you? Well, yeah, yeah, now we've, we've expounded all this. Uh, How was that for a segue? <laughs> yeah, I like the segue. Yeah. I am a professional. Don't try that at home. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You might pull something you don't want to pull. Oh, I adore you so much. All right, but yeah, how can we find you, honey? <laughs> okay. Uh, you, my name is Stanley Phillips. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, you will find me, of course, on Nyla Speakeasy Cafe. You can hear me occasionally on Let's Talk About It, which is Van Meadows on Friday. And then from 9 o'clock, you would hear me on World Poetry Open Mic. Uh, Saturdays, you might find me on Poetry Madness, which is another spoken word venue. Uh, Inspiration Factory, which is a spoken word venue. Uh, Just recently, I uh, started going to another spoken word venue on Tuesday nights which is Dead Poets Society. And we actually were doing uh, cover reads of Yeats, which was interesting. You can also find me in the Garden of Poetry and Prose and in two books in Amazon anthologies, one, Outlaw Poetries Were in Cahoots, and in World Poetry Open Mic's 2017 anthology. And that's about it. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, great job tonight. Appreciate you so much. And seriously and sincerely, I am so glad you are a part of our family here, and happy anniversary. Thank you for your part in contributing to what this community is. And thank you for the format, and thank you for making me welcome. On to the next. (laughs) Thank you, sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon, hon. All right. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you're on the air. Good evening, Myla. It's Amelia T. Davis calling out of Houston, Texas. Hello, Amelia. How are you? 
Thank you for asking. Um, you know, we're, you know, we're going to have to bring pro- that in a little bit. I have blown out so many <laughs> speakers on my phones and on my headsets because of that. <laughs> Just saying. Well, uh, you know who for real is, and you know I'm on most of his his various shows that um, Stan just uh, mentioned, but uh, he keeps telling his host not to ask me how I'm doing. He's going to fire them. So every week each of them gets fired. (laughs) But I wanted to say, you know, um, my, my like page, Amelia T. Davis, was attacked by haters, and uh, Facebook destroyed the entire page. Six years' worth of poetry and hard work was destroyed. They are now attacking my regular Amelia T. profile page. So I'm moving over to, uh, you know, my old page. I know you, you, you're going to recognize the name Poetical Angel Queen. Mm-hmm. So actually people, right, so, you know, people should try to find me un, under Poetical Angel Queen. Um, awesome. And I have I have a new friend. They're online. They're listening right now. And um, <laughs> and his, uh, he's a poet. His name is Street Cries. But right now he's a little... Um, Shy as to push that button number one to speak, um, but anyway, okay. just wanted to shout out. I'm glad that he's listening, and you know this is a kind of laid back place. So anytime he's ready and he wants to share, he's more than welcome to. Uh, yes, I know that. Now I would like to say happy, happy, happy anniversary. I love you so much. You are such. A blessing to the community. You're phenomenal, and um, congratulations. And uh, here's to the next uh, 200 years with you on the air. You know, I can, I, uh, I will agree with that. If any of you guys know any vampires that want to come nom on my neck, I'm all for that shit. Okay, just send them. I'll give you my address. You can send them over. Nom 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 nom, and I'll be here for the next 200 years. Other than that, you well, get me until you, you get me. <laughs> Exactly. Well, you know me and vampires. I just have a thing about my neck. (laughs) But anyway, on to the poem at hand. So, um, For Real has this new uh, show uh, that Stan just mentioned, um, uh, Dead Poets Society. And so uh, the other night... uh, they have a contest who does the best poem, uh, female, uh, male, and then the female is crowned queen and the male is crowned king. And so I was crowned queen for this piece. So I'm bringing it to you. Awesome. Okay, it's called Fairy Tales of a Warrior King. I don't know you. Oh, excuse me. I started it off wrong. I don't know if you can truly comprehend the state I was in when we connected. But I'm going to try to explain. You see, 
Given all the trauma I'd lived through my entire life, I was truly drained. Then, so many years alone had me weak to my core. I could literally feel myself losing the will to live. No, I wasn't about to attempt suicide. I'd learned from the past it wasn't an option. That only happens in God's timing. I just knew every day it became harder and harder to do simple tasks. Absolutely no motivation. To look out into the future, facing a life alone, was more than I could bear. Constantly praying, begging God to end this nightmare, I needed love, A-S-A-P. Not any kind of love, but a special love just for me, a man to be my mate. Do you know they did a study regarding babies? You see, they wanted to see just how much nurturing and touch meant to human life. They found that if the baby's needs were met, food, changing diapers, but they were not spoken to, not held, and not rocked, they died. Humankind was built to be loved. We thrive on it. Nobody was meant to live a solitary life. Seemed every avenue I attempted to walk down ended in a dead-end stone wall. Then, just as I'm dangling from a frayed string, I'm looking at it and telling God, when and if that string snaps, it's all over. I'll have no more courage. I'll have no more strength. Suddenly, you came riding into the picture like a knight in shining armor on your gallant horse. Catch me in midair and ride towards our future. Along the route, your sword drawn. You're killing all the dragons in our path, all the evils of the night attempting to bring our steed down. You are fighting with the light of justice and righteousness through your mighty magic wand to disintegrate them. Galloping through the forest and fields, our joy overwhelming and brilliant, prancing along the shorelines and riverbanks, our journey cutting through hills and mountains, our souls on a mission of heavenly love everlasting. Onward together we ride. The man of my dreams has rescued me from a fate worse than death. The power of his soul, the strength of his determination, and the boldness of his speech and actions has brought about pure euphoria. Absolutely perfect in every way. Exactly built just for me. Designed by God's hands to be my soulmate into eternity's light. My gratefulness, my humbleness, 
my total admiration for God's great glory and mercy overtakes my soul. Finally, I am loved. Absolutely, positively, without a doubt, I am loved. I now understand how Adam must have felt all alone, naming the various animals, asking God, where is my mate? Then because God so loved him, God created Eve, a female perfect in every way and design. Adam's heart on fire for his soulmate as she stood in front of him with her heart open wide. The awe, the elation, the all-consuming joy he must have been filled with. You see, I absolutely, completely understand, although the roles are reversed, I stand here stunned and in awe of you, my warrior king. Promise me one thing. Never eat an apple. Musings of Amelia T. Davis in peace. You know, AKA Poetical Angel Queen. Angel Queen. It's really funny. You, you're reading that piece, and it is so deeply beautiful. I mean, just it talks of commitment and, you know, pure, that, that fairy tale kind of love that lifts your feet off the ground, you know. And and I'm, I'm listening to that, and I'm listening to your conviction reading it, and I know that you mean everything with every bit of your heart, every word you've written. And then, But instantly <laughs> I thought, oh, I kind of relate more to Lilith <laughs> than Eve to Adam. That's I'm because you're so bad. I'm not really. It's just that I'm, 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 I don't know what I am, but I'm not Eve. <laughs> so whoever has you is a very lucky man because it seems like, it seems like that would be a very nice thing. <laughs> I'm a handful. I have to say that. Well, but I turned it around, you see. Yeah. Thank you so much. I love you, darling. I love you too, sweetheart. Do me a favor and tell everybody how they can find you. Well, uh, I am Amelia T. Davis, but the best way to find me now is Poetical Angel Queen. P-O-E-T. I-C-A-L-A-N-G-E-L-Q-U-E-E-N. Poetical Angel Queen on Facebook. Very but cool. You can Google Amelia, but you can Google Amelia T. Davis. And, and, yeah, I'm on way too many shows to name them like Stan does. <laughs> Well, great job tonight, honey. Happy anniversary and very glad that you're here. We'll talk to you next week, all right? Most certainly. Thank you, hon. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 919. 919, you're on the air. 
919, are you with me? Nine one nine. Hey, hey, hey! I got hello, you. Hello. I got you. <laughs> hey. How are you, you doing? Know, I'm, yeah, I'm doing fine, I'm doing. You know, I'm listening and I'm hearing it, but I'm still not really. You know, <laughs> I was thinking, my mind was wow. Good evening, Nyla. Good evening to you and happy anniversary, my dear. Happy anniversary to you, my dear. It's it's a beautiful thing you have going here. Oh, it's yes. an amazing um, thing. Yeah, amazing thing. Uh, I don't know what piece I'm going to do tonight. I I was thinking of doing something new. And erotic. How... Uh, how is any erotic piece tonight? You can do what you want. You just you know the rules. Don't you? I don't, I don't need nipples. You can write you know about other things. You know nothing graphic. You're good. Uh, okay. If there's I, nipples. I, that's I, a know. no. But if there's no nipples, then you know you know what I'm talking about. You know. Trust me. I got I, I got I got it. It's 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 graphic, but not vulgar. Okay. No, no vile words. Okay. Yes, good. Uh, yes, good evening, people out there listening to the sound of my voice. Granville is in the house, and this poem is called "Oh My Gosh." She gushes. She squirts. I am trying to leave my house. Moving fast. Moving fast. Got to get out of here. Money is calling my name, and I have got to be there. And then I see her standing there, and I know, I know she is asking, what about me? What? about me. I know and I'll be back. Money is calling. Got to go. Get myself together. Walk through that door. Damn, I just can't get over that blank steer. Got to go back, confront my fears. And there she is, still standing there with that blank steer. I walk over to her, kissing her gently on the lips. She returns the favor. We are breathing fast. Got to think faster. Think fast and get her done. This has got to be a quickie. A hundred meter dash. Got to do what I got to do. But this cannot be a marathon. 
My hands attacks her front and rear. She is wet and ready. No lube needed here. Vigorously, I bend her over the table. Throw her nightgown upon her back. Easy access. No jaws in my way. Launch the torpedo. But wait. Two holes we have here. Damn. And I am still losing time. Got to think outside the box. The hole above it is. She shrieks as I enter and launch my attack. Proceed with caution, son. I say to myself, got to get her done. She has fist full of tablecloth, but beginning to relax. Slowly, but surely, cautiously, I proceed. And like Napoleon, I divide and conquer. And finally, I am all in. The moisture is beginning to kick in. I am back and forth. More freely. Her, her hands now free of the tablecloth. I place said hand on her clit. I need help to do this. Five minutes into some animated skin slapping, and oh my gosh. She gushes, she gushes, she squirts, she squirts, and I am still losing time as I need a shower and a new pants, for this one is soaked. Finally, she smiles and gives, and gives me a sloppy kiss. For down in her valley, all is well, and nothing is amiss. Now to go get my money and take care of other business. Thank you very much. Thank you. Sometimes a man's got to do what a man's got to do. Got to get her done. Could could probably have some issues with our rating on that one, but you know, happy wife, happy life. That's what I say. <laughs> for sure, for sure. You know, because you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 very important to get her done. You know. Yeah, you don't. You know, one else wants to ignore her. We always know what happens when that happens. All right, Grand. Oh. Tell everyone how to find your love. Yes, my name is Granville John Edwinson. You can find me on Facebook, 
or Instagram, Graham, Granville, Hedrington, and, you know, coming out to Raleigh, North Carolina. And if you need to hire me for erotic poetry or anything, just let me know. I do both equally well. Nyla, Nyla, welcome to this. Such an endorsement. All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week, honey. Thank you so much. Thank you, my dear. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 267. 267, you're on the air. Two six seven, are you with us? Kind of having some issues with the. Let's try this again. To board. Two six seven, can you hear me? All right, so we're going to go ahead and try to take the next caller, and we'll come back to that one. Seven six zero, seven six zero, are you there? Yes, I am. Yes, hello. Welcome to the show, sweetie. Hi, uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, mine is a little political, but not not too bad, so I hope that's okay. Um, okay, you want to introduce yourself to everyone? Yeah, my name is Randy, Randy Anderson. Welcome to the show, Randy. Thank you. Uh, it goes like this. The people of America, so truthful and sad, the day Donald Trump created a lab, a place where he mixed, boil and brewed, a concoction of tales said to be true. Republicans roared, the Democrats booed. 2016 elections, where he came off just rude. He won the votes. He did the trick. Now all of you snowflake Democrats can suck his big dick. He continues to come <laughs> all over your faces, thick, hot, and frothy. So that was an awesome opinion. Appreciate that call. We're going to go ahead, and we are going to take our next caller, which comes from area code 765. 765, you're on the air. I don't know to follow all that. <laughs> How you doing, sweetie? I'm not bad, Nyla. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to you. You know what's really funny is I've been doing this for 12 years, and people think things are going to shock me. But what they don't understand is I have their phone number right now. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Real life, baby. Okay, so how you doing? Literally. Not too bad, not too bad. In between the holidays and the anniversaries, uh, just dealing with it. Well, it's good to hear from you. Introduce yourself to everyone, bo- please. Uh, Charles E. Hampton, Allen Poet. There you go. What'd you bring for us, hon? I'm trying to pull it right back up. I had it on here for a second, then it disappeared, and I got it. This piece is called On Top of the World. First, I'd like to give a shout-out to Across Forever to my love who's deceased, Tracy Lynn Hampton. This is for you. The doctor called me into the room from the hall. There he sat on the side of the bed. I stood in the corner, head held down. As he examined you, gloves pulled ever so tight. I should have known at the moment that things would never be all right. Sir, he said with tears in his eyes, your wife is tested positive for HIV. 
done. I didn't know what to think, what to do, or how to take my last, my next breath. My first thought after that were to wrap my arms around you. I didn't. I couldn't. I tried to take a step, but I slid down the wall to collapse in a muddled pool on the floor. It was just a year ago that we had fairy tale wedding underneath the gazebo in 7th Street Park. Oh my, how you made such a lovely bride. And me, well, I was looking pretty dapper, if I must say so myself. The air was dressed in its finest June scents, with glorious flowers in bloom. As our ivy draped the altar, the rains, where had I placed the rains? Oh, got them. Uh, they were wrapped in my nerves, stuffed in my fifth pocket so that I wouldn't forget them. Pastor serenade the onlookers with a couple of Luther's songs. As you approached this and stood beside me, you are just as beautiful as you must have been to your parents the day that you were born. We confessed our love for each other there in the afternoon sun. Blessed before God and man, we traded I do's. Then you gave me one of the sweetest kisses that I ever knew. As we were announced for the first time ever as husband and wife, from that day forward, I went about keeping all of the promises that I'd made while we tapped our toes in the cool, crisp morning of life, making you the happiest woman in the world, showering you, my new son, and our baby girl. Oh, my. Oh, my. I was sitting on top of the world with my feet dangling over the edge. Even though I'm not infected, I'm very much affected because it was you that saved me from drowning. It was a little over two years ago that I buried my youngest son's mother, and yes, you guessed it, from HIV. How in the world could this happen to me? We all know that lightning doesn't strike the same tree twice, but unfortunately, it hit three times. My God, my God, how could this possibly be? I should have known that this was too good to be true. The night went when I went out for my evening walk. There was a star in the sky that led me to you. There you stood, belly full of life. I should have been hard-headed and rebellious and been a, and been so many as I've been so many times before when you told me lord as I was standing in line to tell that girl that she was going to marry you someday I thought that I was completely losing my mind that I wasn't really lo- losing it with that I would have been just fine yet Your angels whispered in my ear once more. Boy, quit being so stubborn and do as I have said. So I reluctantly did and said, Miss, you don't know me from Adam, but I was told by a voice in my head to tell you that you will marry me someday. Well, she called me crazy and told me to get the heck out of her store. What she didn't know was that I couldn't. I was sent to her from God Almighty from above, telling me to shower her with all my affection and with every ounce of my love. 
So I did until her last breath. As she looked up at me as I cradled her in my arms with those big, beautiful green eyes of hers and said, I love you, as the air left her lungs and the room at the same time. As she laid her head to rest on my chest. Twenty-three years later, as the sun rises on yet another day, I'm still just a shell of a man in love with an angel. HIV negative, doctors call me a miracle. I say it's the will of God. In peace, Charles E. Hampton, a.k.a. The Unknown Poet. Very, very, very powerful piece and a very important message in there about fear, about love, about second chances, about faith. Just an incredible piece, sweetheart. Thank you, ma'am. You are very welcome. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can find you. Uh, Charles Hampton, uh, Facebook. Uh, Help beautiful poets. Help souls of beautiful poets be heard globally. And hunting in Charles E. Hampton, and you'll find me. Awesome. Thank you so much, sweetheart. I appreciate you being here tonight and sharing that. Incredible. Oh, by the way, her birthday is Christmas Day, so kind of tells you what kind of mood I'm in. I know. Thank you, ma'am. Have a great day. You are very welcome, sweetheart. You too. Happy anniversary. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Bye, Ann. All right, let's go ahead and try to grab area code 267 again. 267, are you with me? Hello, and happy anniversary. Thank you, sweetheart. You want to introduce yourself, please? Yes, I'm Paul Sampson, a.k.a. Divine Inspiration. I think this it is, is my very second good to hear time from calling you tonight. Thank you, thank you. Um, wow. Charles just, just really sent goosebumps up and down my, my arms. Mm-hmm. It's been a whole night like that. It's been incredible. Yeah, I've been listening, and it's been some awesome, outrageous poetry on here. Oh my goodness, I'm almost afraid to go. <laughs> That's my I don't believe you noise. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna hold up the line long, because I know you got a bunch of people. But I have a piece that I wanted to do tonight called One Race. Awesome. Entirely too much energy, focus, and feelings are being placed upon nationalities, races, and creed, all to satisfy or justify some holier-than-thou need. When actuality, we all have the same father, so we are all kin to some degree. We are all children of the one true God in three. So what does it matter if I'm white, Asian, or black? What difference should it make the texture of my hair if I choose to wear a mohawk, punk spikes, dreadlocks, or cornrows going straight back? Yahweh is my holy father, yours as well. So maybe our focus and energies should be directed towards ensuring that others see exactly that. Emmanuel is with us equally, and as his children, we are all related, and that's a fact. When we concentrate on doing our father's wills and things like race, and creed or the color of one's skin won't matter. What matters is us living in unity. 
We need to find ways to live so that godly love is all that another sees. Not this nation against nation, race against race, friendships lost over the color of skin. When the very same person you are hating in the eyes of God is actually your kin. If half as much energy was spent on tolerance and compassion as opposed to this hatred we seem to love, I think we would truly be able to live a life pleasing to God above. We need to focus on God and follow the example he sent. We need to employ love, grace, and forgiveness and rise above all this racism and hatred that seems to have the whole world bent. We need to remember that the same measure we judge another by is the same that by which we shall be. And the last time I looked, I had a lot of mess in my closet, and and eternally grateful God has mercifully forgiven me. I'm no longer to be held accountable for them. God has set me free. So hate and envy won't ever again take that from me, especially when the entire world is one way or another is related to me. Because if Adam and Eve were the first two people to walk the earth, then it is those two who set in motion the events culminating in each of our births. So somewhere along that chain of DNA, there is something even more conclusive than this as validation. Adam and Eve are the matriarch and patriarch of every single known and unknown nation. So stop hating anyone for race, beliefs, persuasion, or creed. In a sense, it's hating yourself indeed, for we all originated from that same original seed. We each need to step up our individual game because all this hating will drive us all insane. All lives matter. And I pray we really understand this, and I pray this in Jesus' merciful name. And that's the end of that piece. You know, I love, I love, there's a, there's a poet, and I wish I could remember, because this has had such an, a profound impact on me, and I wish I could quote the poet's name. But someone came on the show at some point in the last 12 years and read a piece that was talking about hate, was talking about prejudice, and was talking about, you know, basically the same concept as, as your poem was. And a line uh-huh. in it was, when, and and it really, I think it struck home with me so much because we aren't born hating. It's something that's right. taught to us, and and down from, in, in such subtle ways that it will blow your mind if you really look at it. Down to mm-hmm. cartoons having stereotypical voiceovers for cartoon characters that have a certain ethnic tone to it and certain ethnic attributes to the character's mannerisms, that yes. that these prejudices are getting taught to our children from the earliest stages. This type yeah. of person acts like this. This person type, type of person, you know, the stereotypical um, way that think that people are portrayed in our media, you know, and, the, and, what, and, and it's like, you know, we are born lumps of clay. Everything we become is taught to us. And the line in his poem was, when one baby cries, they all cry. Mm. They don't care what color that other baby is. But if you think about right. that, when one baby cries, they all cry. And it makes me, sometimes I think as poets, we get so frustrated at the world, and it's one of the things that pushes us to write, 
is because we can see something so clearly, and we don't understand why they other people can't. You know, it's divide and conquer. There is profit yeah, yeah. in us hating people. There's profit in you and I hating each other. If you and I hate each other, the people who are doing the things to instigate that separation, that divide and conquer between you and I, they are profiting from us. They are profiting Uh from it in so many different ways, political, monetarily, um, ambition. You know, it's... People don't understand. You know, if you're going to sit there and say, I hate, if you say something that sounds derogatory, stop yourself and ask yourself why. Why do you really believe that? Mm. You know, I I think the poem was amazing. I loved it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And thank you for this platform. And once again, happy anniversary. That's awesome. 12 years and and going (laughs) strong. I can only Thank hope you, to sweetheart. Get, get to that point. <laughs> I've, got, I've got 10 years to go to catch your 12-year mark. So <laughs> Just have fun with it. That's the key. So just have never take yourself seriously and have fun yeah. with it. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Now, I can You're be welcome. found as Paul Sampson on Facebook and Sunday nights, 9 o'clock at Epiphany Radio in the Inspiration Factory, where I host the Inspiration Factory. So come on through, 319-527-6300 is the number. Thank you so much. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you. Thank you, honey. Thank you. All right, guys, so we've got 22 minutes left in the show, and I still have a bunch of callers to get on. So what we are going to do, I have a bunch of callers going. We're going to do kind of like speed dating, okay? I want to make sure that you all have a chance to get on. So I'm going to bring you on. Please introduce yourself and read your piece. And I have to keep my comments at a minimum so I can make sure that everybody gets on before the show ends. So we are going to do that. Let's go ahead and get on 779-779. You're on the air. Hey, Jessica. Hey, baby girl. How you doing? Happy anniversary, I'm good. Happy anniversary. I have your homework. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so it's called Downstage. I don't know this place. Or the people in their smiles. I know I can't hide my face as my feet seamlessly shift over the tiles. I've lost so much sleep. The dimmed cafe lights are a welcome beginning. Sixteen-year-old me, so much angst, too much anger to keep from spinning. Somewhere between the front door and the charming little bell just there in the corner. Somewhere between blood-stained tears and this woman's hands, this room full of strangers became my family something I never could have planned. Three years have trickled by like rainwater down the window pane. Some things have changed and hurt like hell, while others remain the same. The speakeasy will always have an open sign in the window, though, reminding 19-year-old me that there is safety and comfort and tempo. This stage will always bring tears to my eyes and joy to my soul. Because I found myself here and I don't think I'll ever let go. Looking out at the coffee tables and the poets who occupy them now, I realize something. These poets, these people, they'll come and go. They won't all stay, I know. But their words have have marked a space in time and now the turn is mine. I stand outside the little brick building again tonight. The sign reads, Easy Cafe, 12-year anniversary. Well, here's some insight. Each year before this, 
each year before this plays in reverse, and I recall my first look through the window grid, the passion that melted and burned from the woman on stage. Although I could not hear her, despite me being just a kid, I relished in her words, her ability to tear down my cage. Today I remember where I began, downstage. And that's end piece. I was trying really hard not to cry while you were reading that, and I started choking. <laughs> I started coughing. I tried to mute my mic, so I hope I got it muted soon enough. You know, I love you. <laughs> you were so dear to me. You, you started reading here. How old were you? Fourteen. I was, I was sixteen. Sixteen, sixteen when you yeah. started reading here. <clears throat> You know, and and you and you really have. You've grown up. I've watched you grow up. I've watched you grow up from a little girl to a woman to a mother <coughs> to a wife. I've watched you grow up as a poet. I've watched your talent. You know, this is what this is my reward. This is what is amazing to me. You know, I can't tell you what it means to watch, to be a part of that, to be a part of your life in such an intimate way. You know. I just, I love you. I adore you. I'm glad you're still here. I'm proud of you. I am proud of the woman you are today. I'm, I saw it in you when you were little. You know, I knew who you were going to be. I could hear it in your voice. And you've never disappointed me. Ever. And I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm, you are, you I'm are my. I'm so my, happy to still be here, too. <laughs> I can't even tell you. Uh, so do me a favor, Andy. Tell everyone how to find you. Or you can find me on allpoetry.com slash scarlet letter. Awesome. All right. And you will be here next week, Lev? I'm going to try it. I'm aiming for it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, sweetheart. Great job tonight, honey. Happy anniversary. I love you. Happy anniversary to you. And I love you, too, so dearly. Night, baby girl. Hey. She is my baby poet. Okay. Even though she's a full adult woman. Oh, golly. All right. Next caller, 575. You are on the air. Or 757. Oh. <laughs> 757. Hello, it's Tamiko Barnett. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to you. I'm so glad you're here tonight. What you bring us, baby girl? I got um, an untitled piece. Um, it says, a leaf from a tree, a woman on a yoga mat, each falling into restoration, floating upon calming waters, bearing witness in a dream, both are awakened by sunlight in peace. That was phenomenal. I love, I absolutely love that piece. Thank you. There's a lot of power in that piece. I've missed you. I'm really, seriously, really, really glad. You know, the first time you called in and read, I felt I felt a real close connection to you because of your writing. You know, there's something familiar to me, a, a voice inside your writing that I understand. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but, you know, it's like every once in a while you hear a song, and it's like, wow, I know that song. I know that beat. And you've never heard it before, but you know it. You know, I felt that way the first time I heard you read. It's like, I know that voice. I know her voice. Um, and everything, getting to know you over the years since you've been coming, has just really been a pleasure. And 
I'm not supposed to be talking, but I did. I love you, and happy anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. And same to you. Um, okay, and my website, real quick, is poetrysoup.com forward slash me forward slash T-A-M-E-K-O, the number one, number three, and you can find me also on timbook2.com, T-I-M-B-O-O-K-T-U.com, Tamiko Barnett. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, sweetheart. Love you, honey. Great job. Thank you. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 807. 807, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla. Hello. <laughs> Happy Hello. anniversary, darling. Happy anniversary. <laughs> I'm glad I could phone in. Uh so since you have a lot of callers on the air, I'll I'll uh nix my usual blabbing and get right to my poem. Uh this one's untitled and I wrote it like just half an hour ago or so in a tumble. <clears throat> I want something beautiful whether born of sun or moon, of sea or sky, as the oceans undulate and the stars they pass on by. I want whatever that beauty is, whether it be present in torrential tantrum, like the mighty red spot of Jupiter, or the gentle snowfall of some mysterious fall-off land, far-off land. I want to meet that beauty, to be close to it, as we come to be close together hand in hand it matters not if this beauty is ineffable inexpressible or the most common and comprehensible and down to earth thing that has ever been seen I want to be side by side with it as its wisdom is imparted to me with no effort demanded of my yearning of the yearning that my soul sings Come to me, O beauteous thing, O music of the stars that makes the heart dance and that makes the soul sing. Come to me and ease my burdens. Let me sing once again of happy things. And I will caress every note of you like the luxurious hair of a lover as we sing the mysteries of the universe together, singing through both the terror and the beauty of what it means to be at peace at one with all the living things. <clears throat> and that is my untitled, I guess you could say, yearning poem for for inner peace, <laughs> for want of a better term. <laughs> that was beautiful. Everything that you write is, is beautiful, but you know that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you are very welcome, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. I am really glad you called in tonight. I saw your number on there, mm-hmm. and it's like, yes, because it would not be an anniversary show without our Robbie baby. <laughs> That's sweet to hear. <laughs> we love you so much, honey. Thank you. <laughs> I'm all a Twitter, so I can oh. be found at uh, I can be found under just a, under Robbie's multimedia poetry. If you just put that in under uh, whatever your search engine is just because I'm under a lot of things now and with my photography, my poetry, and uh, all the stuff that I mix together with it, like uh, like under uh, Instagram. So Robbie's Multimedia Poetry is the best bet. <laughs> awesome sauce. 
All right, baby. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing tonight. And happy anniversary to you. You are definitely one of those people. I mean, I've known you since before the show started again. So, mm-hmm. you know, you know what you mean to me. Thank you. I was you knew me when I was a, a helpless, hapless pup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> bye bye. Bye, sweetheart. Robbie, baby. Okay, our next caller comes from area code two five six. Two five six, you're on the air. Hi, this is Juan from Alabama. How's everybody going tonight? <laughs> We're doing just fine. Well, I, I'll get to it because I know what pressure time. Um, it's untitled. Uh, we made it to fair. We got on the ride. We got each other's attention when we yelled rotate. We got off the wheel and made on the side. We both loved Nick Saban. We're winners for life. Now we're at the altar. I'm the groom and she's the bride. The pace has been set. The mood has been triggered. This poem is for my brown brothers. White boys and niggers. Road time. Okay. So we are going to go ahead and move on to our next caller, which is from area code 832. 832, you're on the air. Hello? Hi, are you with me? Who is this? This is Nyla. Oh, oh, okay. I got the right right number then. Hey, hey, Nyla. Hey, no poem. <laughs> hey, hey, Charles. Just, how are you doing, just, sweetheart? Congratulations on the 12th anniversary. I remember when you was just a little baby in Pampas, uh, thinking, dreaming about a show. And, and what know, do you know? Right? You're a teenager now. You're 12 years <laughs> old, girl. Wow. 12 years old. Isn't that craziness? Yeah. Yeah, I don't have no poem. Hey, I know you're short of time, but hey, congratulations. Love you. Have a good show. Blah, 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 blah. Love you. I, Sorry, I just had the, the studios like being like being horrible. Okay, love you. Happy anniversary. And I heard every word you just said. <laughs> All right, bye-bye. Oh, I'm care. glad you're here. It means a lot that you're here because, again, you have been with us forever. Thank you, thank thank you very much. Hey, hey but it's all about you. I, I don't want to do no poem. It's all about you and, and what you have achieved through opening your heart to all the poetry. That's great. It's very great. Aren't you going to share something? No, no. Please, it's it's about you, and, and I'll come back next week and I'll do something, but. Hey, it's about what you have achieved and, and the poets and all that good stuff. No need for poetry. You, you've had poetry. Uh-huh. I mean, it's all been done. Let it do. Let it do what it got to do. do, do, do. <laughs> well, I am really glad that you called in and shared that. I appreciate it so much, sweetheart. Absolutely well, you, so You much. have a good one. Have a good one. You too, baby. Thank you. Thank right, you, please. Mr. Charles. C.B. Banks, you guys look for him. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 502. 502, you're on the air. Uh, good evening. Happy anniversary. This is Melissa Yelverton. 
I am I'm good. I'm good. I'm still working on the home homework assignment. Um, I will get it to you as soon as I can. Um, I also have Venom with me, and we're going to do a collab. Happy anniversary, lady. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful. Thank you, sweetheart. It's good to hear from yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. We, we had to come through and, uh, you know, come and just wish you the best, you know, another 12 years, you know, just keep, keep it going. Don't, you know, don't let it stop and just <laughs> keep it going. We want to, in 12 more years, have another anniversary party and, and we'll be like, Hey, remember 12 years ago when we did this one? There it is. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I would never have guessed that we were going to be here this long as it is. Um, it's a great thing. It's a, it's a great it's just, thing. It's, it's beautiful it's thing. Insane. Yes, it is. It is. It absolutely is beautiful. So what you guys bring us tonight? All right. This piece is a piece on domestic violence. All right. So let's get it. <clears throat> He's upset at the world, and he takes it out on his girl. Drunk of anger, she knows that she's in danger. So she tries to prepare herself before he walks through the door. He yells, where's my dinner? Fix me a plate. And she said, the kids and I, we, we already ate. And you, but you said you'd be home at eight. He came down with a heavy hand, thinking that he would make her know that he is the man. A strike to her face. The kids see this disgrace. You see her mind blacks out, and her subconsciousness begins to take over. Go on now. Go on, damn it. Put that gun to my head. Go on and pull the trigger. So it sounds loud. Have me taste my blood in my mouth. Strangle me. Go on. Smash my heart into pieces. Make me feel dependent and weak. When it ends, he says the famous words, Baby, I'm sorry. It will never happen again. But then she didn't close the pantry door, so he knocked it to the kitchen floor. He might as well. Put the knife in my back. Lose your self-control. It's always my fault. So choke me out. Go on. Do it. Go sleep well. Go to bed. It makes you feel so good to hit a woman in the head. <laughs> you kick my, my face in with muddy boots. All because you wanted fresh orange juice. Not knowing about the cuts filled with blood. So beat me. Go ahead. Another time, it started all because he asked for a cold beer. The switch in his head went off like a bright light in front of a deer. 
And all she wanted was for him to hold her, treasure her as his queen, and not make another visit, maybe this time, a broken spleen. Domestic violence needs to stop before another woman dies. And this time, maybe not by fist, but by gunshot next time. Then he began to black out, and his mind thinks that he can stay calm, but he can't. He says, I screwed you up for the reason that I can. I cut you up deep for my enjoyment. I leave you bleeding that for the fact that I can. I give you my pain as a token of my love. You see, I watch you bleed that red gold. And in its wake, I see that you are terrified. Your scars will become my memory. And as your lacerations invite you to cry to me, I really see that you're in discomfort. But wait, baby, I, I mean you no harm. I only take the evil and use it to free you from the beautiful body that's tempting me. I want nothing more than to see your last breath escape from your mouth, leaving your tongue cold and dry. And as his mind turns back towards the very pleasure he gets from hurting her, I wait until your tears are gone. And then, you know what? (laughs) You know what I really do? I reopen the wounds that I have, that you have, and I dry it up. You see, I do this because this is my love. Don't you see? A love that's more than what it seems to be. It's not the hurt that I want you to really feel. I, I, I know, but it's the cost of what it means to love me. Baby, wait, I'm trying to tell you, I, I'm a tormented soul. I'm bound by these chains. <sighs> I'm not free to be who you really need me to be. I'm only a man that has love, a love for your blood, a love for your life that would be taken away by my knife. As I show you just how scared I really am, as I want to do more. But he hears loud noises in his head that sound like sirens and voices telling him to put down the weapons. But... If I can't have you, I'll make sure no one will. We're going to always be together. I mean, always. As the door kicks in, the blade slides across her throat. She falls down to the floor, and the cops grab him. And he screams out, You did this, you whore. But as the cops take him outside, shots ring out. Their son, standing behind the cops, shoots his father in the chest, hitting his heart. Their son was only four. He said he wanted to protect his mom and do his part. As they all stood by and watched him take his last breath, domestic violence must end before another woman is considered next. Say that in Venom Productions. That's that piece. That's that piece. Emotional, emotional, emotional truth written there. That was incredible, you guys. 
Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Pam, you are very welcome, and a great performance on that. Absolutely fantastic performance, you two. Both of you do should be commended highly. Thank highly. you. In fact, what I'm doing, I'm commending it. you highly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, it's the anniversary show, so we had to come and bring it, you know? Oh, I, you know, that really means a lot to me. You, you know, you guys do, you know, the the way that you write together, the way that you present yourselves, the work that you do, you know, the things that you're trying to accomplish with your rights. That, I mean, you're you're a voice of change, and it's just Thank incredible. You. Very much Thank appreciated. You. Thank you. Oh, man. So Give me a favor and tell everyone. Venom. Go ahead. For the record, Venom, Venom wrote this piece. It is. <laughs> Both sides? Yeah. Yes. He wrote both. Wow. I just needed a female to 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 help me out with the piece, so I reached out to Miss Yelverton here and uh you know, and she put it down and um, And she really you know, did, especially being able to put that much emotion into something she didn't yeah. write was pretty amazing. I mean, that's incredible. So tell everyone how to find you guys. Go ahead, Miss Yelverton. I am Melissa Yelverton. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr. Um, you can also find me at Say That, S A Y D A T. And you can also find me all over Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> and everywhere. My show is on hiatus right now. Um, we will be coming back soon. I'm not exactly sure when. I have school and a bunch of projects um, laid out in front of me. So. Um, I'll be around supporting shows everywhere, so you'll see me. I appreciate that. I kind of feel like that, you know, yay, oh, I'm sorry things are so busy for you, and I'm, but yay for me because we get to have you here. Oh, I'm really sorry that all the, everything, and then you've got all these things on your plate, but yay for us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sitting here trying to be empathetic, but in the background, I'm dancing. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. <laughs> hey, um, I, if, if nothing as, else, I am honest, right? <laughs> yeah. That is a good thing. That's a, always a good thing. Honesty <laughs> is the best policy, you know? Um, they can find me on um, on Facebook as well, under Venom JT, and, um, and on Instagram under Venom JT as well. Um, and um, also, I co-host the show um, with Poets Poet Radio on Monday nights. Um, it's uh, Pacific Standard Time. It's 6 p.m., 8 o'clock, East, uh, 8 o'clock uh, Central Standard Time and 9 o'clock on Eastern Standard Time. So just come through anytime and let's get it in with the rest of the poets. We have fun. We have Great fun, great chemistry there. I love the people that come on to the show. I love the people that we work with. And, uh, yeah, we, we get it in. We have fun. So, Nyla, come on through. <laughs> I would love to. Make sure that when it's uh, showtime and stuff, post the links on my page. I mean, it's it's like okay. the coffee shop bulletin board. Use it. Will do. I will do that. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate it so much, both of you. Thank you for being here, and we will talk to you next week. Yay, because you're busy. All right, thank you. Much love. (laughs) Much love to you. (laughs) Bye, you guys. Bye-bye. All right, this has been it, folks. The Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, Sound of Ink show. (sighs) It's done. 12-year anniversary. 
So we're starting our lucky 13 now at year. So I'm just real excited to be here and be a part of this with you. And, and uh, yeah, pretty awesome, you guys, I have to say. So I'm going to close the piece. I promised that I would close the show this week with a piece of my erotica. That was my promise for the anniversary show this year because I'm always talking about what's erotica and what's not erotica. We have a lot of people who write sensual poetry and they're not sure how they, you know, how do you know whether it's something that you can read on the air or not. And I always say no bumping body parts, no tab A and a slot B. You know, don't come in and tell me that, you know, that's about a cavern full of lava, all this stuff. Yeah. Anyway, but to me, there's a difference between adult erotica or adult poetry and erotica. Erotica is is the mindset. It's the that place where you get someone teetering, where you're still inside their head. It's not the physical physical act. Okay. The piece that I'm going to close the show with actually isn't really an erotica piece. It's about communication between a man and a woman. I had a girlfriend who was going to be leaving her husband and had been cheating on him because he didn't do the things that she wanted to have done to her. And it's like I asked her, I said, well, you know, well, why doesn't he do them? What did, and she goes, I don't know. And I said, well, have you ever told him you wanted to do that? And she said, no. And it's like, you're an idiot. You know, you're, you're, you're ruining your marriage. You're, you're, you know, you have kids together. You're ruining your marriage or you're leaving because he won't give you what you want. But you don't have the guts to open up your mouth and tell him. Give the guy a fighting chance. How do you know? You know, and it really upset me, and I thought about that, and so I wrote this piece. But everyone thinks it's erotic, and it probably is. But you'll you'll understand <laughs> you'll understand when you hear it. So anyway, but it's really about the communication between a man and a woman. All right. So you can you'll hear and hear what I mean because I, I it, it is an erotica piece. It is a very erotic piece, but I don't get graphic in it. And so that is the difference between erotica and word porn for me. Um, so, and there's some great shows out there that do the adult poetry because we're mature. We can't, but this is kind of, you'll get an idea. I'm going to just shut up and play it now because I promised. All right. So this is called confession and we will talk to you guys next week. Love you guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing the anniversary show with me. Thank you for sharing the last 12 years with me and we'll see you next week. Good night, everybody. If a man doesn't know what a woman wants, where does the fault lie? Does it lie with him for not stopping long enough to see inside her? Or is the fault hers for never having the courage to open her mouth and say what she really wants? Confession by Nyla Alicia There's a fire that consumes me A frenzy crawling under my skin Hands covering eyes in a self-preserving disguise Peering out between fingers that cage holding back rage, fighting a constant battle within, my control begging not to win, 
teeth clenched tight in the fight to hold back unretractable claws, fearing what the mind dreams, sanguinary visions of the forbidden, bloodlust held in check only by the morals of my own prison. Desires that skull fuck my mind, longing to break free, to step out and beyond these ideals that mockingly bind me, to unleash this salacious creature I hide inside. Hair pulling, teeth biting, ungoverned deliriousness, driving me carnivorously insane. My soul longing to carve out crimson your name, leaving tongue lashes to lick wicked at the warm gashes, the tangy iron taste slowly drips oh, like candy to my lips. Cravings contort this maddening thirst to consume you without mercy, all wantonly taken, wickedly, unrehearsed. Nails dig into skin, holding back the dark confession of my own deviant possession. The growling grows louder to unleash hungry screams against burning flesh. To let loose these torturous secrets, pounding lustfully within my breast, masked depravity running rampant, and nothing can save you. But my own will, now as frail as a ribbon. The ladylike ties that bind me to this proper prison. My lascivious will, chewing away at my innocence, imploring to be taken and led astray from the plight confines of my girl next door smile. I feel you already sweating. Taste the expression on your face as I start revealing all that sits trembling on the tip of my tongue while you watch my proper upbringing coming fiercely undone. What would you think if I were caught if you knew these thoughts coursing through this pretty little head. Oh, Lord, help me. I want to fuck you two inches from dead. You heard what I said. I will be your lady. I will make you proud. Everywhere, I will make you proud. Please. Let me loose on you in our bed.